This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday, July 24th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, in an eight-hour meeting that ended after midnight, Philadelphia school board members heard from more than 100 parents voicing their concerns on sending kids back to school amid the COVID-19 pandemic. On Thursday night, officials presented experts to try to ease those fears. The choice of many parents in Philadelphia is whether they want their children attending school two days a week or choosing to go completely virtual. Philadelphia Health Commissioner Dr. Thomas Farley and his assistant Dr. Stacy Callum said they looked at studies in Australia and Ireland where schools have reopened. Schools are not hot spots for COVID-19 transmission, said Callum. We see no evidence that schools are impor- uh, we see no evidence that schools are important contributors to community-wide transmission. Uh, we do think schools in Philadelphia should open up for on-site instruction this fall, Farley said. But already in just one day, 2,000 of the 125,000 students in the Philadelphia school district have opted for online learning when uh, uh, only when schools are set to reopen on September 2nd. Dr. Uh, Superintendent Dr. William Height said uh, face-to-face learning is particularly important for children from circumstances of poverty. I worry about these children falling further and further behind without the assistance of some face-to-face instruction, said Height. He asked for another week to rework his reopening plan. Uh, the meeting ended with no decision just after 1230 uh, this morning and school officials voted to recess until next Thursday at 4 p.m. So they'll resume this again uh, next week. Do you guys know anybody that thrived um, in the last quarter of the school or last trimester? Because I do. I know somebody that did extremely well uh, outside of the classroom. No on, Yes. Okay. Extremely well. Like extremely well? Like yelling extremely well? Like I have to accentuate that like, you know, sometimes maybe the classroom isn't the best thing for everybody, and then sure, sometimes no. it is. And I believe so, that. you know, the, the school is definitely not a one-size-fits-all thing well, here. Well, you yeah. have there, I was watching actually a special about this and all this information about how many parents will learn that there are options outside of a traditional school yeah. that's going to be more beneficial for their kids and different ways to approach. There, are, there can be takeaways yeah. that in the long run might benefit students. What's happening here, though, and what to this point is that this really impacts lower-income families. It really does. It causes a gap that's going to be, and they were estimating it could take five years, four or five years to catch up to where they are left behind. There's that I'm gap sorry, in, in the summertime anyway, and when yeah. kids go back and how far they fall behind uh, once they get back to school and they have to, you know, catch them up. And now you talk about this, they have, these kids haven't been in school since March. It's a big hit. Potentially not going in yeah. the fall. It, it's really going to put them back. Uh, yeah, my, my son's actually had a, a more difficult time okay. uh, with remote learning, but I do know that some people it is more conducive. Like, my daughter did really well with it. So Right, that's it's wild, man. Yeah. There was a report yeah. out of uh, California California that said, what was it, 35, 40% of students did not log the full time. Oh, uh, uh, that, that, of course. That, yeah, so it's, these are things they have to jockey back and forth with. But you do have kids if you ha- can. But I think, I think it's going to be different this fall, at least in some districts. Whereas, so uh, in the spring, what they did was, it, it was almost like, because nobody really knew what was going on. It was yeah. almost optional. Right. You know, so like if they didn't log on, they, they didn't fail. They why didn't did, fail why did them. they go with almost, that, that's out of the gate. Like, because my, my neighbor is a teacher uh, and uh, he, he says, 
you know, the funny thing was is that it took at least a couple of weeks for just the faculty and teachers to get up with running the Zoom and getting all that stuff in well, line. Well, because nobody was trained in it. Nobody was trained, nobody yeah. was trained in yeah. it. Right. And, so, and even going into this, and, and uh, Kath, you probably know better than anyone else, even going into this next school year, some teachers are going to be well more equipped than other ones because some schools are requiring training and some, while some aren't. Yeah, and so they're, they'll have to log on now in the fall. Okay. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It, it's a different yeah. story now. Like, they're good, the kids, some kids in some districts are going to have to be on at a specific time when the teacher is there for instruction. So it will be a little bit different. But, um, you know, now they're they're reworking the plan. So they're, they're going to meet again on Thursday. This is for the Philly School District. Uh, they'll meet on Thursday to discuss again. A newborn baby who died in Berks County may be one of the youngest victims of COVID-19. The Berks County Coroner's Office says the 26-day-old uh, girl died shortly after being being admitted to Reading Hospital on July 19th. An autopsy on the baby was conducted on Monday, at which time a COVID-19 test was also performed. The coroner's office said it received positive test results Thursday afternoon. More tests are needed to determine whether the coronavirus played a role in the baby's death. It's too early to say with medical certainty that the death is either from or related to COVID-19, said acting coroner John Hollenbach. More than 75 different hand sanitizers are now being recalled because they've tested positive for a toxic chemical called methanol or wood alcohol. We talked about this before. Yeah, it's the- just awesome. <laughs> well, and here's the thing, because now I'm every hand sanitizer I get, I'm looking at the ingredients because I'm trying to make sure it's not on there. But it's not listed. They're not listing it on the bottle. All the so ones even that if I it have- has it, it's not listed on the bottle. How would you know? Um, the, the ones that I have list the ingredients. No, no, no. Yeah. I know. But but what they're saying is, is these bottles, because they're lying, where they're coming from they're not listing that methanol is in it yeah I don't know. The Food and Drug Administration expanded its list of hand sanitizers with methanol contamination this week. The FDA Ugh. said the substance can be toxic when absorbed through the skin or ingested. It can cause short and long-term health problems and be potentially life-threatening if ingested. Okay, so does methanol happen to smell like tequila at all? No. So I saw a, a story on that, and okay. uh, you're actually okay with the tequila hand sanitizer. Okay, good. They're saying that basically these these distilleries and these places that are making the hand sanitizer now, that it's going into whatever, barrels, containers where the alcohol was, and so you're getting a little bit of that oh, smell because yeah. it's just sitting in there. <laughs> yeah, it's like beer aged in a uh, in a bourbon barrel. You get a little flavor. You get a little right, flavor, yeah. Right, so, okay. okay. Uh, the, agent, the agency uh, is aware of adults and children ingesting hand sanitizer products contaminated with methanol that has led to recent adverse events, including blindness, hospitalizations, and death, the FDA said. Uh, earlier this month, the agency reported seeing an increase in hand sanitizers that are labeled to contain ethanol, but have actually tested positive for the methanol contamination. Voluntary recalls have been issued, but some products may still be found on store shelves. If you go to FDA.gov, you can see a full list of hand sanitizers containing the dangerous ingredients. Well, the good thing, that, and we've been employing this ever since we've been doing the camp out for hunger, and Rodney has made, our engineer made sure that we always had hand sanitizer. But the rule of thumb basically is you do you can do hand sanitizer a couple of times, but then you have to wash your hands. Then you have to wash your yeah, hands, yeah. You can't, you can't just do just hand sanitizer. Yeah, exactly. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> The Major League Baseball season finally started last night with zero fans, umpires wearing masks, and national star Juan Soto sidelined by the coronavirus. Washington pitcher Sean Doolittle 
was supposed to catch Dr. Anthony Fauci's way off the mark ceremonial first pitch, uh, said it's hard to describe. That's 2020 in a nutshell. As for the game itself, Garrett Cole pitched five strong innings and the Yankees got hits from Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge with a 4-1 storm-shortened win for the Yankees over the defending champion Nationals. The Phillies start their season at home tonight with a game against the Miami Marlins. Aaron Nola will get the start and game time is set for 7 the Washington football franchise will call itself the Washington football team, pending the adoption of a new name. No, really? Yes. No. Yeah. no. The yeah, for the will, time being. The team will continue to process the process of retiring the former name and hopes to be entirely rid of it, it on physical and digital spaces by the regular season home opener against the Eagles on September 13th. The Washington football team yeah. has taken the field. They'll be taking on the San Francisco football team. They are going to play football. I mean, it sounds like, you know, like a, a mom. It's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're the going to go play the football. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And then have your beers and talk about sports. <laughs> Case, you're right. Uh, they will still use the burgundy and gold color scheme, and the logo on the helmet will be replaced by the player's number in gold. The Washington football team will debut its home uniforms in week one against the Eagles and its road uniforms in week two against the Arizona Cardinals. And Seattle's NHL team, which will make its debut in the 2021-22 season, announced its Named the Kraken, as well as the color scheme. I blue like that. And yeah. Still blue. the Kraken. I like it. <laughs> yeah, the Kraken is cool. It's badass. Blue and navy blue and with red accents. The NHL officially named Seattle as its 32nd team in 2018 for a $650 million expansion fee. Andy Jassy, who was part owner of the team, told ESPN, it's a very unique and unusual name in sports because almost all sports franchises end with an S. There are a lot of obvious connections to Seattle, part because of our maritime history, part of because uh, we have so much water around us, but there's a long time folklore in Seattle and the Pacific Northwest of this uh, mystical Kraken uh, creature that lives just below the surface of the sea, which really captivated people for many years. It's cool. They had briefly flirted with Wilma Fingerdew. <laughs> and that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kat. So here we go on a Friday morning, and we're happier with us. We have a lot of stuff taking place. We're going to give away a Word of the Week prize, some golf packages from our friend Ron Jaworski and his uh, golf courses. It's full uh passports available, so we'll do that at the end of the program. Uh, we also have joining us as a guest, we promise <laughs> Bert Kreischer will be on today. Odds look good. Odds do look yeah. good, and he is all set for the live-in drive-in concert series that's taking place, and August 16th is when his show will be at Citizens Bank Park. We are presenting the show, and if you're good, we might have a chance for you to win some uh-huh. tickets. That's right, for a car load. Uh, four people per car, and the whole deal. Now, Bert's done a few of these drive-in shows, so he is the veteran. He is uh, He's had some experience. We'll talk to him about this this morning and see how it has gone for him. There's footage, I believe, on his site or his Twitter page of him doing a couple of these shows, and they look like a blast. They do. So we got Bert coming on around 9 o'clock, some other things to give away, so we're going to dive right into the commercial break, come back in a second, get into the entertainment report, stupid question, and more. Make sure you stay with us on this somewhat of a wet Friday morning. We'll be right back. MMR, buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Are you ready for love and ready to get engaged? Then visit Steven Singer Jewelers at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the stupid question, we're going to give away a 24-karat gold dip rose from Steven Singer Jewelers. And the question has to do with George Herbert Walker Bush. Mm-hmm. And what vegetable was Bush famous for disliking? 
Yes. 215-263-WMMR. I miss the fun controversies uh, that the president's office brought. What vegetable was Bush famous for disliking? It was all over the news at the time. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer, and I'll go through a whole lot of celebrity birthdays today, Friday, July 24th. Jennifer Lopez celebrates her birthday today. She is 51, and I did not see... The most recent movie what was the strippers. Oh, um, uh, stri- hustlers! Uh, yeah, hustlers. She was good in it. Yeah, yeah. I, liked, she, I, I watched that movie up until probably I think maybe there was probably like twenty, thirty minutes left. We had it on our our screeners, and the time period, which I didn't know, ended. So I went back to finish it. Like I had to like get up or something, and right. I went oh. back to finish it, and I couldn't log back in. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I've never seen the oh, end no. of the movie. Uh, I have it on <laughs> Blu-ray or whatever, so I'll let you borrow it. it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> 51 today. Uh, Barry Bonds, uh, the baseball player who broke a gazillion records because he was whacked out of his minds on steroids. <laughs> and, and is now a Caucasian, right? Uh, Fully Caucasian. No, that's Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa, Sammy that's Sosa. right, yeah. 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 Uh, so Barry Bonds is uh, 56 today. Bindi Irwin, late uh, daughter of late crocodile hunter Steve Irwin. Just got married. Uh, yes, yeah, that's right. Was she, was she on Dancing with the Stars? She was on yeah. Dancing yeah. with the Stars. Yeah. She's, she's very, very pretty. She's kind of following in his footsteps yes. with... Uh, her career. Her brother, though, is exactly Steve Irwin. Oh, so yeah. her brother is has oh. the same presentation, the Crikey, same deal, that the same sort of deal. Yeah, and he he's instantly <laughs> likable as well. It's like watching you know Steve too. Yeah. Boy, you want to see something weird? Watch the Crocodile Hunter movie. Have you ever seen that? I remember it. I didn't it's, see it. It's part dramatic film is and it? part nature concert. It's really weird. I don't ah. know how they weaved it together, but I was watching this one day. I'm like. Wait a minute, what What am I watching? Yeah. It was really strange. Uh, I remember it, I never saw it. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Or maybe a, I don't it, have to check it out. It's really, it's an odd intertwining of <laughs> of genres. I, I, it was interesting. Anyhow, uh, she is 22 today. Uh, Ruth Buzzy, Steve. Love Ruth Buzzy. Actress and comedian. She's I was just talking about her with you. 84, that's right, we are talking about a laugh-in the, thing. Yeah, well, the, and the D. Martin Rose. Yeah. She would come out as uh, Gladys Orm. Wasn't that her name? That really frumpy right, character. Right, right. She'd come out and she'd remember. always hit people with her pocketbook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh. uh, and so she comes out and uh, she says, you know, uh, they were roasting Angie Dickinson, who played police woman. Long story short, though, she says, I was a, a police detective. I was known as the woman of a thousand faces. And so Dean Martin says, well, why did you wear this one? <laughs> she starts beating the crap out of him. She's 84 today. Linda Carter, the original Wonder Woman. Is 69 years old today. If you want to talk about a body that is very much like a drawn cartoon body, that's what Linda Carter had. Yeah. I mean, an hourglass figure. She was Miss America, right? I think she was. Okay. For a contender. Yeah, she was definitely a a beauty queen. Miss World USA 1972. Okay. Uh, So 69 years old today. Uh, Director Gus Van Sant is uh, 68. He's done some great films. Goodwill Hunting being one at the top of the list. Uh, my own private Idaho drugstore cowboy, a did bunch he, of stuff. Did he do the version of Psycho that was basically a a line for line remake, shot for shot remake? Yeah. Uh, that might have been him. I'm not sure with Vince Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, um, it was. Did you see in uh, in Jay and Silent Bob they have Gus just sitting off in the background because they're filming Goodwill Hunting too, <laughs> and he's all he's doing is just sitting there counting cash. Yep, and, yep. and so. So Ben Affleck or Matt Damon, like, so action, Gus? Yeah. Yeah, just keep going, boys. 
Uh, he's 68 today. Anna Paquin. Uh, everything from True Blood to uh, X-Men to The Piano when she was a kid. The Piani. Yeah, she won an Oscar for her role in The Piano. Were you a True Blood guy, Preston? No, no. I never have seen it. I was. Yeah, yeah I was. <laughs> I think I watched uh, all. I mean, listen. It's I a, hear you. It's a show. <laughs> okay, I'm done. No, go ahead. What do you hear me? Um, well, I was trying to say it's the silly show about werewolves and vampires, but by the end of it, it just got so dumb and so okay. I was going to say unbelievable, but the source, you know, original material is silly as well. But okay. also, it's a lot of nudity and sex in it. Okay, she's thirty-eight today. Michael Richards Kramer from Seinfeld, <laughs> uh, seventy-one years old. He had an on-stage meltdown. Yes, he did. <laughs> he called some black patrons in the audience the n-word. Yeah, and uh, brought up lynching and all that sort of yes, stuff. And that's really did. not a good comedy act. We really haven't seen much from him since then. He did a little. He actually, did he do any of that reunion stuff with uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm? He did. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, essentially, he was just playing Michael the, the character that he'd been playing for most of his career. He's seventy-one. Uh, Kadeem Hardison, who was Dwayne Wayne on A Different World. Is uh, fifty five years old. So he today. does this thing for the uh, sideshow collectibles. Um, you know the uh, where I get all my figures. Mm-hmm. Some might call them toys, <laughs> uh, but uh, and he does these unboxing things that are very funny. Preston Hill. He's a huge superhero fan. Awesome. So he'll un- unbox like a big, you know, Hulk versus Wolverine thing. He, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And he starts describing it. It's I very funny. It. I love it. Uh, he's 55. Robert Hayes, who was uh, the star of the Airplane movies. Uh, that was a fun conversation when we were talking about that. 73. Yeah, when that movie celebrated its, uh, its anniversary. 40th, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was, it's a great movie. Uh, Kristen Chenoweth. I love her. She's great. Yeah, she's uh, 52 today. There was recently footage of her crying over the death of the that Glee star. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Navarro. What's, what's her name? Naya Rivera? Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and Steve, she's in The Descendants, of course. She's in The Descendants, yes. man. You know, I love all three of those. But have you seen the other two yet, I Preston? didn't see the third one. I did all see right. the second one for sure. But uh, she's 52. Uh, this one's for Casey Rose Byrne. I know you love her. I do. Uh, and she's been in a lot of stuff. Bridesmaids, X-Men First Class, uh, Insidious. Uh, you know, she's, I find her very, very sexy as a neighbor's Preston. Uh, or the, uh, Casey, you know, the, the, Zach Efron and the, the frat oh. moves in next door. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see it. Yeah. But, well, it's, uh, it's Neighbors, you're right. Yeah. 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 Okay, yep. Uh, and a movie that I absolutely love she's in, it's an ensemble cast, it's called This Is Where I Leave You. Uh, she is uh, 41 today. And the last birthday I saw is Elizabeth Moss, uh. Mad Men and Handmaid's Tale, and Invisible Woman. She's really good in Invisible Woman. And I cannot wait for the second season. Invisible Man, I mean. Of uh, or the next season of uh, Handmaid's Tale, which doesn't come out till next year. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So, uh, but that's an amazing show. She's great in it. Uh, she is thirty-eight today. All right. Let's see if somebody knows the answer to this question. Herbert Walker Bush hated a specific vegetable. What was it? It was all over the news in the time when he was a president. I'm going to go to George. Hey, George. Good morning. Morning, guys. You guys rock. Oh, Thank you, George. All right. What vegetable we do we speak of? That man didn't like broccoli. Broccoli. Yeah. Hang on a second, George. And my test was black. We're going to set you up with a 24-karat gold-dipped rose from Steven Singer Jewelers. Steven Singer Jewelers has fast, free, safe shipping, whether celebrating life or just saying I love you. Steven Singer is there for you. Visit IHateStevenSinger.com. Are my testicles black? He's talking about his dad in yes. that clip. And uh, he's talking about Her- Herbert Walker. Who was asking, are my test results back? Yes. And was heard, are uh, my testicles black? That's right. Are my test results back? <laughs> All right. We're going to start with Kim Kardashian. She will not 
allow Keeping Up with the Kardashians to film her husband Kanye's latest bipolar incident, according to TMZ. Uh, the rapper who launched a presidential bid earlier this month and is currently staying at their Wyoming ranch has been sending out distressing tweets this week about divorcing Kim and keeping her mother Kris Jenner from the kids. Those tweets have been deleted. I mean, that's kind of uh, refreshing or a little reassuring that at least she's taking this seriously and saying, no, this is not going to be part of our show. It's sort of weird, too, at the same time, because they've done everything else. Everything else about their lives has been fodder for the show. Yeah, but you know what? This is mental health. Like, no, this I, isn't I, something to, I like... hear you. It's, it's, it, yeah, it's just, you know... I also see it as, Kathy, they they don't want the, the grimy parts of their life to be a part of their yeah. show. And earlier know? in the week, she was talking about wanting to, uh, to highlight mental health and using that as an issue, for, uh, as a platform. And they have one of the biggest platforms on the planet. So this right. would be a way to show somebody in their family intimately dealing with mental health and, and the negative repercussions. But maybe after the fact. Maybe, like, yeah. while if, if, if he is going through something now, like, now's probably not the time to throw a camera in front of his face. While fans maybe might... some great TV. Want, yeah, while fans <laughs> might want to see the behind-the-scenes turmoil documented, uh, Kim ha- has been banned from... has banned from the show... Uh, has banned the show, sorry, from using uh, the his struggles as a storyline. How, how prominently... I, I don't watch the show, I make fun of the show, but how prominently... Has Kanye figured into episodes up to this point? No I idea. Think, I don't think he has. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, w- wouldn't we have more? We would have more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I got to believe that, Steve. But I refuse to watch it. Uh, she is also <laughs> reportedly shielding their four kids from some of Kanye's outbursts, including one in which he said that he had wanted to abort their eldest daughter, North. Uh, Kim's sister Courtney, meanwhile, is helping out by taking her kids. To Balboa Island in Newport Beach. I'm glad to have everyone here. It's <laughs> thrilled to have you all on Balboa Island. Uh, well, and arts and crafts, and we'll teach you all the fun things like kayaking. <laughs> <laughs> and all sorts of, it, it, it stinks, but it stinks in a good way. Uh, so yes, they're going to go to Balboa Island in Newport Beach while Kim reportedly tries. It's like Fantasy Island, and yeah. he's Mr. Roar. Oh no! Balboa Island. I need a midget. Oh, dear God! Is that not correct to say? Not correct. That's to say. not correct. To say. Dwarf a little person. Okay, that's better. Little little Stallone, yeah. little Rocky, little Rocky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kim also publicly called for compassion. Amid Kanye's breakdown, and Chris is speaking yeah. out, too. Uh, instead of directly addressing Kanye's state of mind, she posted a video on an Instagram story of a box of beignets. Beignets. Yes. All right. beignets. Everyone gets a beignet <laughs> on Balboa Island. Beignets are good, man. They are good. Mm. Yeah. That is basically the New Orleans dessert. Yeah, it's like, a, got to have, it's like a New right? Orleans donut. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So... You're better than that. I'm sorry. I ordered a banana. <laughs> you brought me a donut. You're better than that. Uh, she got the beignets from the bakery that's called Beignet Box. Beignet Box, Balboa Island. That's right. <laughs> Been there, done that. They're spending time on Balboa Island. <laughs> All right, Johnny. The plane. The plane. Johnny Depp can be a remarkable man when he is clean and sober, but when he's not, he's a monster, according to Amber Heard. She told this at London's High Court on Thursday. Court was read a series of texts that Heard had sent to her mother, Paige, in 2013. At the time, the 34-year-old described Depp as, quote, violent and crazy and said, I'm heartbroken that this is who I love. Heard wrote, it's terrible, Mom. 
I don't know what to do. And another one read, he's nuts, Mom. And a third, she wrote, I feel like I'm on a very fast train that's about to explode, but I don't want to jump off and leave my love behind, so I stay on the train even though I know it's about to explode. He's my doodlebug. Wow. Heard also testified that in 2013, Depp hit her so hard with the back of his hand it caused her it caused blood to hit a wall. Uh, so she had told the court, I was so in love with Johnny at the time, we had had a wonderful year together where he was sober and clean, and that is how I got to know him. And Johnny, when he was like that, is generous, loving. He's remar- a remarkable man when he is like that. I loved him, and I didn't want to lose that. Uh, the other side of him was a monster, but I always held out hope that he would be get clean and sober. So, okay, at this point now, as it goes back and forth like a legal ping pong game, do you think now they've uh, the defense has provided enough evidence to suggest there were enough incidences of uh, physical violence to say he was a wife beater? I don't know because what can it? I would have to go back and read the source material right. originally and see. You know, if if they portrayed it as Amber Heard has said this, right? Then, uh, you know, I can't see the paper being in any trouble for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And also, you're you're dealing uh, the the texts at the time provide context, so there was no case, no litigation going on, and that would bolster her case. Yeah, so, I don't know. So keep in mind, it's about the the yeah. newspapers. Uh, it's you the, know, yeah. printies printing these things, but if they stated it as in, you know, Amber Heard has alleged that right. Johnny is a wife beater and so on and so forth. So it, come down, it comes down to that. It's not necessarily whether you, I think anyway, whether you believe one person did one thing or the other, it's how they portrayed it. I, well, the, if they're in England, they are a lot more liberal with their um, cases like this against newspapers and against what they print and liable and slander and things of that nature. So uh, I'll be curious to see how it plays out. Uh, Heard sister Whitney Enriquez, who lives in one of five penthouses owned or lived in one of five penthouses owned by Depp in L.A., testified as well, saying that he had kicked her out of her rent free apartment. That must have been. How dare he? After the 57 year old accused her of selling pictures of their wedding to a tabloid. Enriquez denied being responsible for selling the pictures, but said that Heard had believed it at the time. She added, I think she was hurt. I don't think she was angry. Five penthouses. And we, her... we heard about his extravagant purchases. You remember when that yeah. whole thing about his money and his finances came up? He was just buying up yep. real estate that like island. crazy. It's... The island. Yeah. In her witness statement, which was presented to the court, uh, Enriquez stated, uh, Johnny accused me of leaking and selling stories to uh, to the press about him and Amber to my friend Sarah Kitnick, who is a journalist and was then writing for People magazine. She also said that she begged her sister not to marry Depp, adding that she had noticed early on signs of abuse at his hands. Hello, she, Johnny. I'd like to interest you in the Balboa Island. <laughs> wow. He might be. Yeah, if he's buying up property. What's he look like? He looks like an island. <laughs> Surrounded by water and a palm tree with coconuts. What more do you want? <laughs> Enriquez said, in fact, she was tipping me off about... Uh, stories that other media outlets were going to publish about Johnny and Amber's upcoming wedding and warned me that Holy the other people God. were going to send helicopters over the wedding and things like this. 
It was not true that I was giving or selling information, but Johnny used my relationship with Sarah to excuse, to accuse me of selling stories to the media. I'm feel, it, like At this point, doesn't your brain start to bleed with all this information? It's crazy. Amber believed him and was devastated. I was upset that she believed Johnny over me, and there was going there was a long period in 2015 when I was estranged from Amber and Johnny because of this. Now, before their estrangement, Jep and Enriquez were actually good friends. The court also heard that Depp had vandalized a painting given to Amber by her ex-girlfriend, artist uh, Tasia Van Rie, and he changed her last name to Van P. (laughs) Oh, he does that, right? Yes, he does that. When Depp sent her a photo of the damage, Heard's sister had responded, the Van P. painting earns you 20 points in my book, because they were friends at the time. Uh Uh, Depp has denied abusing Heard and has asserted that he is the victim, and it continues. He really likes the uh, the poo poo and the pee pee jokes. He loves it, man. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) pee pee cracks you up, doesn't (laughs) it? <laughs> Think about the character he played. Think about him playing Whitey Bulger. What it would have menacing oh my characters. God. Mm-hmm. And here he is making pee pee poop jokes. Yeah, you're right. Uh, how about this one? Prince Harry is no brain trust, especially when compared with his super smart wife, Meghan Markle, says Lady Colin Campbell, the author who is promoting Meghan and Harry the real story. Uh, and she He's told, incredibly stupid. She told New Magazine via the Daily Mail, in my opinion, Harry is a much less intelligent character than Meghan is. Yeah, here's someone trying to sell a book. And, right. I, and I think he's so desperate to please her and go along with whatever she says. No you matter, idiot. No matter how, <laughs> how ill-conceived it is, he is that besotted with her. Uh, Campbell also claimed the couple has a very strong relationship, but Megan is the dominant partner because Harry is besotted with her. He's besotted with her. Harry did struggle academically, by the way, so I have some facts here for okay. you. Okay. All right, let's hear it. Yeah. All right, and was held back a year. Was he? He eventually graduated Eton College with two A-levels, a B in art, and a D in geography. Uh, when do we start Eton? By the way, Eton College is a high school. It's not a college. Oh, one of his former teachers dubbed him a weak student and claimed that staff had conspired to help him cheat on exams. I specifically remember him constantly eating paste. A tribunal found that the prince had received help in preparing his A-level expressive project. He often took loose-leaf reinforcements and put them on his closed eyelids. Uh, which he needed to pass in order to attend uh, Sandhurst, but didn't rule that it was cheating. He did not attend college, like I said, and instead completed officer commissioning training at Royal Military Academy Sandhurst. He uh, was a helicopter pilot, though. Yeah, he's, he's he's not a dummy. No, but he might be not as book smart as, okay. uh, as Megan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan, who graduated from Northwestern with a double major in international relations and theater. Double major. Oh my God! Oh my God! Double major is reportedly. Rainbow. Oh my God! Is reportedly planning a birthday party outside of L.A. where they are quarantining at Tyler Perry's estate. She is planning to throw a party in Montecito for close friends, all of whom will be tested for COVID nineteen ahead of time. Do you know any uh, couples where the uh, one spouse is much smarter than the other one? Oh, yeah, you're my looking at him. Hey, yeah. You are looking at him. <laughs> Same thing with Casey. Yeah, totally. We freely admit that. Yes. My wife is a genius. God, we had a we had a sit down with our financial planner <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. I checked out after 20 minutes. Are you minutes. playing games on your phone? Oh, yeah. I was surfing, you know, <laughs> surfing social media and so on. I'm like, ah, you guys lost me, man. I remember <laughs> when, I, me. when I bought my house and I was like, 
playing games. Yeah. And, and like, my brother was like, are, like, do you even know what you're doing here? Kathy, <laughs> like, uh, when we bought our, our house, I had to bring like two things. I had to bring a license and another form of identity. Did you forget something? You bring, yeah. bring a coloring book or anything? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crayons? Yeah. yeah. I got clay. I brought clay. I had to leave and go, <laughs> go, get, it, go get my birth certificate. Yeah. I thought uh, I was supposed to bring the crayons. You had to bring two things. <laughs> yeah, oh, I did. No. I left Mr. Potato Head's mustache <laughs> in the car. That's the best I, one. I feel like saying to my way, honey, you can't die before me because I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know where anything That's is. That's why I'm aggressively attempting to die before Claire because I don't want to have to deal with that. <laughs> I don't know where anything I, is. Taxes? Yeah. I, I, I don't know Texas? what to do. <laughs> Why'd no. I have to go to Texas? No. All right. Uh, let the, let's get to some other things. How uh, about this? After accusing Jeremy Renner of uh, taking and abusing drugs and requesting that he get tested for the safety of their seven-year-old daughter, Ava, his ex-wife, uh, Sonny Pacheco, has filed a motion to investigate his finances. Uh, her filing is a response to Renner's recent motion to reduce his child support payments from 30000 to 11000 per month, saying that he is no longer collecting paychecks from the Avengers series. Uh, in his filing, Renner claimed that Pacheco used child support as a slush fund for her lavish lifestyle. And he also wants his business manager to control the child support funds instead of Pacheco. I have to imagine Jeremy Renner's worth a, a, a ton of cash from just the Avengers. They all became fabulously wealthy from the Avengers. Mm. In her filing, uh, she demanded that Renner... And his manager be deposed so that she can grill them about his income, assets, and financial status. She is also claiming that Renner has been reckless with her daughter's health during the pandemic. And in addition to a drug test, wants him tested for COVID. Uh, Pacheco reminded the court of an alleged 2019 incident in which he put a gun into his mouth and threatened to kill himself while Ava was nearby. Wow. Uh, the pair have been duking it out. Uh, since splitting in 2014. You know, you know what? When this stuff starts to happen, though, lawyers start to suggest that you, you know, make this claim or do this, and and this stuff starts to come out, and it's it's uh, it gets so messy and yeah. ugly and yeah. ugly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, they, you know, they, and they, they these accusations lie, and they'll take something that's small. Now, mind you, sometimes they're legit, but you see so many of these things that are like really well, uh, things spiteful things start spiteful to come up, things. and then it's like yeah. if. <laughs> And and that's hard to reel it back. I would imagine it, it, to sit down and say, "Can we just be adults here?" And we this can all be over if we get through this part of it, and then we're done. You know. But but, but then again, you have kids, and that's uh, very very complicated. Yeah, young kids. Um, how about this? Uh, speaking of young, love has no number when it comes to Dennis Quaid and his 27-year-old new wife, Laura Savoie. Oh, yes, it does. It does have a number. It's 27. Uh, yes, that's right. The 66-year-old told Hoda uh, Kotb and, uh, guest, and guest co-host Maria Shriver on the Today Show, there's 30-something years between us, and we just don't even notice it. She knows it. I've never related to someone in my life better than we do. We have such a great relationship, and you know, love finds a way wherever it is. <laughs> He's in great shape, though. He doesn't. He oh, doesn't yeah. look anywhere near his age. Yep. So it's not. It doesn't look like one of these disgusting pairings. They actually look like they're okay together. Yeah. He said, "You never know who, uh, when love is coming, who it's going to be, and you have no control over it. We just couldn't be happier." And then you turn around, and it's, and it's someone who's thirty years younger than you are. Yeah. 
Uh, fans are going to be seeing a lot more Dennis Leary. The star and his production company, Amoeba, have inked a deal to develop and produce series for Fox. Uh, he'll have the option to star in any series. So I guess they're going to have, like, a, an option for multiple deals. Yeah, yeah. Um, he said, everyone at Amoeba is excited about this partnership, and we look forward to creating new cutting-edge content at Fox uh, as well as using their luxury suites for the World Series games in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I wonder if this means good things for Adam Farrar because he's good friends. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. I really hope so. You know what? Yeah, you're right. Might be uh, worth checking in with him and seeing. See what's going on. Yeah. Uh, Empire's Taraji P. Henson is set for a spinoff featuring her character Cookie from the show. Yes. Now, it's called Cookie Monster. I... I never watched Empire, but I, I, I have a thing for Taraji P. Henson. Mm-hmm. I love her. Yeah. Um, and I've heard... Tons of great things about that character, Cookie. She, well, she was she was the uh, to, to put it in relative terms, she was the Joan Collins. She was she was the the matriarch, the 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 bitchy character, okay. the the lovable character. Um, you know, yeah, she was uh, she, the, basically the show was her. Uh, her production company, TPH Entertainment, will produce the show, and the deal is part of her newly signed first look deal with Twentieth Century Fox. Uh, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds are well-known Instagram trollers, and uh, the latest has the pair updating the word on the non-existence of their fourth baby, uh, or updating the world, I should say. On Wednesday, uh, Reynolds took to Instagram to make an announcement about his 2010 movie, Buried, and I love this quote. He's so clever on on, uh, social media. He said, before Deadpool, I was an actor. (laughs) <laughs> and one of my favorite projects was a film called Buried, and it's now on Hulu. I and just watched it the other day. Is it good? Yeah, he's 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 buried. He's in a, he's in a, a coffin. Uh, he wrote alongside an updated clip of the film, uh, and and it also it now features aviation gin signage. He, he wrote <laughs> ten years later. It really holds up, although I don't recall the aggressive product placement. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then Lively had commented, she's good, too, on social media. She said, I think this just got me pregnant. And Reynolds fired back, I will be out of the office starting July 22nd through the middle of forever and ever. If you need immediate assistance during my absence, please contact someone, anyone. Otherwise, I will respond to your message as soon as possible upon my unlikely return. Thank you. <laughs> I don't you think are- I'd be able to watch this movie, Steve. I, I would just get way too claustrophobic. Nick, I tell you what, it does exactly that because there are there are parts where he's uh, where he's being told by. Well, I don't want to give it away, but he's showing there there are two people he's in communication with: the people who put him in the box and people who are trying to find him. And he, the, you know, conservier, and he's like, <laughs> no, and he's like, calm down. I get nightmares. Yeah. All right, uh, two more very, very quick things. Um, the Bill and Ted Face the Music will skip the classic theatrical route and debut on premium video on demand and in any cinemas willing to play the uh, threequel on September 1st. I'm looking so forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably the smart way to go. Otherwise, if you're, if we don't, don't you don't really, you're not going to get a wide uh, distribution, nope. you know, so you might as well go for it. Uh, my son Parker became aware of Bill and Ted recently. Oh, and really? He's intrigued by it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with that, uh, the largest U.S. Uh, movie chain, AMC Theaters, says that it will postpone reopening theaters from July uh, to mid to late August due to the uh, coronavirus resurgence. So they have uh, they were planning on opening, but they're going to push that back. And there are some theaters that are open around the country, but not enough to make to make this any sort of substantial opening. 
Right, exactly. So, so, but uh, what I was going to say is, uh, you're going to see these, you know, dates continue to be yeah. pushed back and moved and so on as as things develop. All right, um, it's Friday, which means we got to hit the movies that are opening <laughs> in one way or another. <laughs> Okay, uh, The Rental is opening. It is rated R. It is a horror, mystery, and suspense film directed by Dave Franco, and it stars Dan Stevens and Allison Brie. Who's Franco's wife. Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. And it's in theaters starting today uh, that are, and and on disc and streaming today as well. Uh, It's about two couples on an Oceanside getaway. They grow suspicious that the host of their seemingly perfect rental house may be spying on them. And as well-kept secrets are exposed and the four old friends come to see each other in a whole new light, all kinds of things open up. I love stuff like this. I love these kind of movies. 72% at Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. Also opening this weekend is The Big Ugly. And it's uh, a it's rated R. It's a drama, and it's directed by Scott Wipe. And <laughs> Wipe. I Star- mean, I use Scott Wipes yeah. exclusively at home. It's... Uh, stars uh, Vinnie Jones, Ron Perlman, and Malcolm McDowell. And it's about Neelan, who has always been the loyal enforcer for crime boss Harris, back in London, taking care of problems and people that uh, that disrupt his illicit business. While Harris strikes a deal with an old friend, American oil man Preston, uh, they find themselves in the wild hills of West Virginia. Uh, Neely's girlfriend disappears. Last scene with Preston's wayward son, Jr. Lines are drawn between family and friends. Uh, the movie has no score so far. Uh, and it doesn't mention opening where it's opening. I assume it's uh, just uh, yeah, on demand. On demand. All right. Uh, so there you go. All right. Now time for the clips, if you will. Uh, the world's top dancers collide for a million-dollar prize in NBC's World of Dance. In this clip, honorary judge Stephen Twitch Boss discusses why judging is so difficult for him on the show. I'm coming from a standpoint where I love dance anyway. One of the last episodes, I said to two of the dueling acts that it's hard because what we're doing right now is basically judging two pieces of art. I actually love both of them. I don't. I don't want. I don't think I want to see it. You familiar with this dance show, Kath? Um, yes, I am. I don't watch it. I've never watched it, but I know people that love it. All right. Uh, new episode of World Dance premieres Tuesday, ten o'clock on NBC. Here's the next clip. Dave Franco's directorial debut, we were just talking about this, is being de- is being delivering in brutal fashion. Oh, right. Uh, here Dave talks. They just hand these they to come me, to you know, known as. Uh, here Dave talks about why he made his new horror film, The Rental, feel ultra realistic. The scariest ones to me are the ones that you watch and think, oh, that could actually happen to me. And what I've heard from a lot of people who have watched the film is... Everyone starts thinking about and reflecting on every rental home they've ever stayed in. I hope that the movie does have a lingering effect where it does stay with you. Shut the f*** up! 
Uh, the rental is available to watch on demand today. And there you go. That's what I got for you this morning. Nice. Before. All right, that was a long one. It's already 10 minutes after 7 o'clock. we got to take a break. We'll come back in a little bit. Burt Kreischer is on the show this morning. Go to PrestonandSteve.com. Marissa put this uh, together, the Burt Kreischer's greatest moments on the Preston and yeah, Steve It's show. really good. Yeah, it's a nice walk down memory lane. But we'll talk to Burt around 9 o'clock. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. I saw this story this morning. This made me smile. I think this is great, and I want to I get some feedback on people who have, have made a pact in their lives right. with someone, and whether, whether you just had this longstanding agreement or you've ever had to make good on whatever this pact may be because a gambler who promised his friend that he would split his lottery winnings with him if he ever won, has made good on his pledge after winning $22 million (gasps) in the Powerball jackpot. Oh, good for him. And he's going to give his buddy half of the money. Oh, that's Half of his... Four million dollar winnings. <laughs> That's what it, it says. Split. So I'm yeah. assuming it's half. Thomas, yeah, I won four million. Really? Thomas Cook <laughs> I and it was twenty one. Thomas oh, no. Cook and uh, Joseph Feeney have played Powerball Weekly since it started in 1992, and they made their vow back uh, back then while they were dreaming of what they do with the cash if they ever won. So nearly 30 years ago. They made this agreement, and they're sticking to it. So I saw the story. What I didn't find out, Preston, is had they, are they close? Have they gone in and out of each other's lives over the time? Good question. Because Uh, that would even add an extra element of commitment to this. But regardless, it's still generous. Uh, If if you have a pact, if there's an agreement that you've made, and you're going to stand by it, whatever it may be, I'd I'd like to hear about it because, uh, you know, some of these have legs. 215-263-WMMR. Or somebody who who kind of welched on their deal in in, in the pack that you were going to be willing to yeah. follow through on. Um, Feeney originally, by the way, thought that Cook was kidding wow. when he uh, told him that he had won the jackpot. Neither Cook nor Feeney have extravagant plans for the windfall. They're both now just looking forward to a comfortable retirement. I don't know how old they are, uh, but uh, we're looking at a picture of them. So they, they look like they're, you know... Over 50 years old, yeah. so good for them. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if the pact of, hey, if I'm not married in 15 years and you're not married yeah. in 15 years, do you think those have ever come true? I made that one yeah. Did you really? Yes. Did, and it wasn't with your current wife, I assume. Oh, no. Okay. It no. was with his first wife. And okay. it, to be honest, it was just to get laid that night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. No. And uh, oh my God. we were drunk and, sure. yeah, sure. All right. Absolutely. And, oh, my God. But if they no, ever actually I happened? never would have made good on that. No I'm way. Sorry. It was Rochelle's mother. So. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, though, I bet you, so I had made that same pact with a friend, Marlene. Um, I got married, though, so I'm okay. Right? You yeah. didn't have to. Yes. Me, too. I yeah, got married. Yeah, yeah, I got married, and I, yeah. found, I found the perfect woman for me, but uh, Marlene would have been the, the fallback. Um, <laughs> I did make a pact, though. My, my friend that I, uh, this is years ago, and he, I haven't communicated with him in years. So it, I said, if I'm ever very sick and, and in pain. I want you to come and and put a bullet in me. Huh. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. So like like uh, you know this is what if if I am I want you to be the one who takes me out. Wow. And we made this pact because it was I, I forget which in the news case was going on at the time <laughs> and I'm like I'm thinking I wonder how good he is at assessing my pain. Wow. Like like but if I mean it was it was sort of that pack like 
with all that talk before um, Kevorkian and all this yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. man, I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. wither away. Yeah. I don't want to be, you know, where no one is is assisting me in this, and I'm trapped in my own body. I think we we both seen that movie, uh, Johnny Got His Gun. Do you remember that movie? I remember uh, the title. I don't about remember the, the movie. The the, 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 um, the the soldier who's trapped in a bed, and he's he's you're hearing his thoughts, but he's in pain and he can't. Oh, that's what uh, one from Metallica is about. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's that story and i okay. think that's what spurred that conversation on steve so we made that pact in my mind i have the the scene from the revenant when uh uh tom hardy's standing over and going just blink your eyes if you want yeah. me to kill you <laughs> yeah. he's like i'm just gonna, he's gonna, gonna blink, blink anyway <laughs> my eyes are burning <laughs> pull my finger <laughs> if i fart i'll kill you uh, hang, hang on a second. Here are some calls coming in, and uh, we want to hear about your pact, 215-263-WMMR, whether or not oh you've made good on it, or it has. it's still the longstanding pact, or maybe even somebody uh, kind of welched on it. Let me go to our first caller, who is anonymous. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, Preston. Steve, how you guys doing? Doing well. Good, buddy. So tell us what your pact was with who and, and how this all happened. Okay, this was my best friend growing up um, from high school. We Grew up all through uh, through life. I want to start off saying too that uh, I'm a recovering addict. So anyway, long story short, when we were really young, we had a pact that if one of us died, we'd snort the other one's ashes. Snort the other one's ashes. Oh my okay. god! Snort or, or smoke? Snort. And uh, we were we were both messed up on drugs really bad. He actually did pass. Oh. And I was still using, and I actually did it. Did a you long snorted? Long. Oh my god! You snorted your friend's ashes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He was like my bro- blood, blood brother. I'm sorry. Wow. A Cu- couple of questions here. Uh, okay. <laughs> number one, um, did you did you mix it with uh, cocaine or something to when no. you were snorting? You didn't. No, just straight. Oh <laughs> my god. Okay. So so it was uncut. It was, it was Joe uncut. Yeah, pure Joe. Pure Joe. It was pure uncut Joe. with a little. It was cut with a little Peter. And and how, did you just do a a bump or a line or? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't nothing major, but it was. Uh, okay. Yeah. May I jump in with a quick question here? So it was so. Like a gag or something like that. Was it was it a fine powder? Because I have my mother's ashes, and there's there's bit of brown like particulate matter yeah. in it. Yeah. This was this was like nine years. I think it was. I mean, I was chugging beers when I did. It was just. <laughs> All right. Oh my. Yeah. Did you like actually take? I'm three and a half years clean now, so... All right, well, good. Did you actually take a razor blade and chop it up a little bit, or...? Um, no, I know. I used my license. <laughs> it's license. license. Oh, my God. God. So, look, That's good. outrageous. You made good on it. You did. You, you you honored his memory. Good for you that you're clean and, 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 and keep going. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Were you alone, or were other people with you when you did this? Um. Well, there were people there, but I kind of just snuck off and did it. It was like a, just a thing in my head, you know what I mean? You know, you when you do, but you in your mind too, and obviously you were, you knew you were effed up at that point. But I mean, still, you you make a pact, and you when you, like you wow. know, when I remember my friend and I made it. Thanks, it was man. it was like you know we were we, it was I I wasn't drunk, I don't drink, I, you know. So and he he was the same thing. We were both seeing this very profound thing, saying, "Man, if I ever get that bad, I I need you to come and take me out." And uh, yeah. you, you, you would, I think you'd want to honor that, you so, know? Um, I mean, going along with it, you know, doing something with the ashes of the deceased, uh, you know, my buddy's um, aunt, uh, you know, I, I, like each family member had some of the ashes. And so her wish was to be spread uh, into the ocean. But she specifically requested that as the ashes were being spread, the song Bitches Back was playing. From right? Elton John? From Elton John. And uh, my buddy was like, ah, I'm not going to do that. I'm like, dude, this is what she asked. This yes. is what she wanted. You've got to honor it. I know it sounds silly, 
but it's not your call. He wanted you know? We've Got yeah, Tonight. Yeah, so I made, I made him download the song. Yeah. <laughs> We've Got Tonight? Yeah. So did he do it? Yeah. yeah. Right, good. Yeah. That's... You've got to. Yeah. It's, it's the request. Yeah. yeah. I, my, my question to that one guy, though, is um, do you think your buddy would have snorted you? Yeah, that's a yeah, good. That, that is a, that is a very good question, Case. And I wish I'd, I'd, you, I'd let you, him go, but but you can't enter into that thinking that way. You've you've got to. <laughs> uh, you've if you made the declaration, like in this case, obviously money is a more yeah, it's a more wonderful thing. A lot yeah. of these things, these are end of life situations. But um, you know, I I wonder in the long term how many people and we've you've had stories, you've had stories in the bizarre file about people who balked at those promises. Yeah, yeah, it's happened. Yeah, uh, let me go to Mike. Uh, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, guys. Welcome, welcome. How are you? Good. What, wonderful. Thank you for welcoming us. What what <laughs> is uh, what's your your packed story, sir? Oh my God. So I moved here to the Philadelphia area from Louisiana in 2003, and my best friend Tiger said to me, "You can't have a Philly cheesesteak till I come to visit you." Okay. Got a real Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> yeah. I have yet to have one. How are long you have lived you here? One yet. How lo- how long have you lived here, Mike? Since 2003. Dude, oh, come on. Dude, Tiger sucks. So that your friend needs to come here. I know, right? <laughs> well, God bless you what? for honoring that. That uh, he needs to understand, though. He, Tiger's dropping the ball on this one, Mike. Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have his phone number. Uh, I do. Hang on a second. Yeah. Marissa's going to get calling. it from you. We're calling him we're right, calling now. Hang on. right now. Hang on. Hang on. Marissa, yeah, get his phone number. We're getting Tiger on the line right now because we. this is... Oh. He, either he comes... How can he have lived here this long? Yeah. That's, That's wrong. Two That's things. Either he, either he makes good and arranges a trip, yeah. A, or B, he gives him special dispensation right. so, that, uh, uh, so that he can enjoy it. But thing. also, uh, you have to let your buddy Tiger know that he's going to be getting a phone call from a, a number he doesn't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody answers the phone anymore. Marissa, Marissa, tell Mike to text him real quick. Okay, thank you. All right. No, at this point, he's <laughs> waited this long. The guy can't say, no, go ahead, have one. He's got to come here. All right. You know, what I, mean? I, you know what I mean? I like, almost want to. I almost want to fund his trip I here. I totally yeah. want to fund his trip and, here. And, and, come here. And get this guy yes. here. I want to I want to break up this friendship. <laughs> I mean, no, listen. I think, I think no. it's cruel. I, I, I think we need we need a cheesesteak. We need to make that happen. <laughs> All right. Funding his trip. By the way, I mean, like, he could probably fly here for 70 bucks right now. You know, airline Great. tickets. I'll pay not- $70 <laughs> to get him here. Yes. Yeah. So yes. Uh, that that's wrong. That's wrong on many levels. <laughs> I mean, since, Poor man, since Mike. Since 2003. Yeah. And you're living, and, and the food most associated with your new adopted home has not crossed over your lips. It's How many like times a... has he walked by an establishment and smelled that wonderful aroma coming out the front door? I mean, at this point, the dude's like from Philly. Like you've yeah. been here that many years, you say, yeah. "Yeah, oh no, I'm from Philly." Come on, man. <laughs> uh, let me go to Justin next. Hey, Justin. Good morning. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on this month. Uh, never mind. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's tough. It's Baba tough. Tuta, ba, to boo, ba, badu, ga, ga, ba, ba, there we go. Thank you. Um, All right. What's up, Justin? So uh, me and my uh, best friend uh, back when we were like 16 or 17, like made a pact. We were having a bit of a tough time in life being, you know, getting into our later teenage years. And we just we made a pact for something to look forward to that we'd be each other's best man. And each other's wedding when we, you know, when we eventually got married. Yeah. Um, I think just uh, 12 years later, I got married at 28, and he was my best man. Okay. He's not married yet, but uh, they're still, you know, still hoping that uh, 
that Pat comes to. Do you think he'll okay. I, I'm sorry to interrupt. Steve. No, no. Justin, have you gone on to make better friends since then, if you know what I mean? People that you're a little bit closer to than him. No, I mean, he's still, like, I'm, I'm a bad friend. I'll just start with, by that. You know, I get I get very occupied with work and everything going on in life, so I don't call as much as I should, but mm-hmm. uh, I still consider him, you know, he, he's, he's my brother. I grew up with him, and, like, it, it, he's, like, He's always he always be the first person I like if I need help with something or I you know I call him. Well, he sounds like a good friend. Could you perhaps work out a deal where he could rescind that offer if you allowed him to have a cheesesteak? Would that work? <laughs> this way you get uh, out of it. Because I mean I, I, I mean if he's not getting married, I mean do you think will you follow through completely? I mean you know it, wherever he is, you'll go and you'll you'll return. Oh. Oh, absolutely. All right. Drop whatever I'm doing. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Thank you, Justin. I appreciate it. I Because I had my best man at my wedding, a buddy named Ben, is not my, what I would call my number one right now. We've, we're still great friends. I mean, you constantly, my, my, I hear you talk about him in such a such a bad way. I know. <laughs> I just beat up on him all the time. <laughs> but uh, at the time, you know, my, my buddy Steve is a closer friend. Right. We, we've had a, a tighter relationship. Um, but I, but Ben and I kind of made this agreement a long time before oh, really? that, that we would be each other's best man. We were the closest of friends at one point in high school. Was that problematic when you actually had no. to make the request? No, Steve understood. Yep, so man. a good friend would understand that. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it could cause an issue. My best man was my, um, was dad. My dad. Yeah. And though I had asked ahead of that rock star Rob. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he said no. And, uh, and it, it got it got weird. I guess so. Yeah. It's I guess still so. weird. It's yeah. still yeah. weird. A little yeah. sensitive. No. Uh, by the way, here's a text that says, uh, I made a pact with my high school girlfriend that if we were still single by the time we are 27, we will get married. I am 22 right now. Okay. 27 is a little. Young. <laughs> uh, yeah. Twenty-seven. I'll I'll be in a retirement home. You might want to like um, put an addendum to that uh, to that pack. Hey, all right. Twenty-seven is uh, is a little. It's only five years away. By the way, I just priced out flights. You can fly round trip from New Orleans to Philadelphia on next Tuesday and go home Wednesday. Round trip. Yeah. Seventy-five dollars. Oh, we could do that. We can do that. No problem. Okay, they're on the line. Oh, Uh, I got Mike. Mikey, there. I'm here, sir. Apparently, we have contacted Tiger. Marissa got him on the line. I'm going to conference him in right now. Okay. Oh dear Lord. Okay. All right. Let me let me get. Hey, uh, is this Tiger? Good morning. Hey, how you doing? Good, Tiger. Tiger, How are you, man? Well, I'm good now. (laughs) You're you're on the radio in Philadelphia. We're the Preston and Steve radio show, and uh, we were having a discussion with people who have made a pact with others in their life, and it keyed off a story of a guy who won the lottery. And about 30 years ago, he had t- he and a friend had agreed if any if either one of them won the lottery, they were going to split the money, and they did it. And we were amazed. So we were taking calls from people who have made pacts in their lives. And Mike called in. And Mike, who's on the line right now, had said that he made a pact with you. When he, Mike, and where did you and uh, Tiger live? What city did you live together in? Uh, we were in Shreveport, Bossier City in uh, Louisiana there. In Louisiana. Right. And how long have you have you guys been friends? Oh, gosh. Well, oh, Nineteen ninety four. Nineteen ninety four. Okay, okay. and run. Tiger, he said you guys made an agreement that Mike would not have a cheesesteak until you came to visit him. And Mike, how long have you lived in Philadelphia? Since two thousand three. But since... I've lived away from Louisiana since ninety seven. Okay. But I moved here in two thousand three. Since two thousand three. So 
It's been a long time, Tiger. Why haven't you come to visit Mike? Oh, man, the, you know what, guys? The economy is so bad here in Louisiana. And I told him the invention. I'm trying to leave Louisiana. Let me put it you like that. Okay. I'm trying to leave Louisiana. Okay. okay. All right. I got you. I mean, look, look. I would leave Louisiana for a, 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 a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you. Tiger, we may have a solution, right, Preston? Yep. Tiger, what if we bought you a round-trip ticket to Philadelphia? Because this is a crime. In our minds, this is a crime. That Mike has been here since 2003, and he has never had a cheesesteak. We'll even pay for the cheesesteaks. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, wow. I mean, that's, oh, seven, wow. that's 17 years, is it not? Yeah. yeah. Yes, the yeah. flight and cheesesteaks. This is a crime. As, as Kathy was saying, Mike is now from Philadelphia. Yeah. He's been here long enough, and he's never wow. had a cheesesteak. Now, I do have a question. Is is Louisiana one of the states that you can't, that you have to quarantine? Mm. I think on, on cheesesteak-related items, you don't have to quarantine. Okay. Oh, Right. Well, yeah, we're yeah, uh, we're like, we're like, yeah, we're Texas. We're three hours from Dallas, and yeah. we're trying yeah. to, you know, keep my, we're trying to keep my sister, my niece and nephew from coming to visit my parents, you know, and it's just one of those things. We're trying to get them to stay home, you know. Yeah. There's a so, point yeah. at which you put too much value on life, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think you've exceeded that now. Yeah, you don't know how good these sandwiches are. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, trust me, guys. I look at him on Food Channel or YouTube, and I'm like, yeah, I know I have to get up there, and I know that my friends. Oh, wait a second. Yeah, you know, Tiger, you're looking at him on TV. Mike's looking at him, like, through the restaurant window (laughs) or sitting in the restaurant, and the people at the next table are eating it. (laughs) The person across from him. has had one, but I have not. Is there a way we could get him here, like a la a nursing home? And have him on the other side of a of a protective, or in like a hazmat thing, or one of those mobile, and just have him so that when you like when you go to visit Gum Gum on her birthday, you know, so he's eating a cheesesteak, and they're both hey. in, they're both in the same geographical area safely eating a cheesesteak. Technically, Tiger would only have to touch down on the runway to cover the agreement yeah. that Tiger just has to come to Philadelphia for Mike to have a goddamn cheesesteak. <laughs> would airspace even... Would airspace even... Mm-hmm. I could wave at him in the plane. Hi, yeah, yeah. yeah. You could do that. But you know what? I did say to him, I said, why don't we split one? You buy one and send my half, you know, next day uh, FedEx. <laughs> <laughs> I told him it's not the same. It's got to be here. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, got to You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. To get the sights and sounds of a hermetically sealed tube. Yeah. Hey, Mike, you, you've known Tiger a long time. How many cheesesteaks do you think he could eat in one sitting? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, back when we were in college, maybe two or three. Okay. Because um, you could do a whole tour. We're being good. Yeah, we're doing good. You know, uh, maybe two, I'm guessing. Tiger, you tell me. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it depends on how big it is, really. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> By the let's, way, let's... I, just, I just priced out flights from Shreveport. Those are a little more expensive. How Those much? are $1,000 from Shreveport. Right. So you would have, you, he would have to drive. You're going to do Orleans. a little driving. $1,000? Yeah. From yeah. 70 to 1000 Yeah. Okay. Shreveport's a little bit more expensive to fly out. How far is Shreveport from? Uh, about a four-hour drive. Okay, you can hours. do that. Yeah. Wow. It's for yeah. a sandwich, for crying out loud. Yeah. All we're asking you to do is send your life into complete upheaval. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tiger. <laughs> Tiger, what do, you, what do you do for work? Oh. Uh, I'm a forklift driver. A forklift driver. All right. Do you work on yep. weekends? Uh, no, sir. Okay. Maybe we can get him up on a weekend. Can your average forklift make it here to Philadelphia? <laughs> yeah. Take <laughs> a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's a movie. <laughs>
You know, the guy that drove a forklift to Philly for a cheesesteak. You could call it Fort. Fort. (laughs) He got Fort. Well, listen, I want to make this happen. Yeah, it has to happen in one way or another, and I think what we need to do is employ... Governor Wolf. Yeah, maybe he, can help. he seems to he seems to not be dealing with too much right now. Right, right. We got a crisis here. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, listen. We're we're gonna we're gonna do some uh, some digging on details and see what we can work out. And we've got to document this whole thing. We as well. we need community. Yeah, we need all n- names, n- we, numbers, and, and reaching and all that stuff, so yeah. we can make sure we can continue this. All right. Are you guys at least up for some sort of fix that makes this work? Oh yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. All right, with All right a, good, because this will be an adventure for Tiger, and it'll be a long overdue sensation for Mike. So You know, there's oh, a God, Geno's yeah. in the Philly airport. <laughs> uh, there is. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You could do that. We'd have to get. All right, we'll work on it. Listen, we have, you can't believe the resource um, that this show has. It took us only <laughs> eight months to get our Dunkachino machine fixed. That's yeah. right. Well, and, there you go. Yeah. Okay. All right, hey, uh, Tiger and Mike, good talking to you. I'm going to put you guys on hold, okay? Okay. All right, have a good weekend. <laughs> I mean, since 2003, yeah. as Kathy points out. That's an He, In fact, he's. I'll say that that Mike has probably had, like, more benets here mm-hmm. than he's had. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's had more regional Louisiana food here. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Probably, you know. Oh, man. Okay, all right, well, we're going to work on that. We are definitely going to work on that. Uh, let me go to a couple more calls, and we got to take a break. Uh, I have uh, Shelly on the line. Hey, Shelly. Good morning, guys. Good morning. So we were talking about uh, uh, making a pact with somebody, keeping that pact. What's yours? Yeah. So I was a sophomore in high school, and I was dating a senior. And it was in the spring, and he informed me that a couple years prior, he had made a pact with his best friend that he would take her to prom. There, There were no you know, limits or anything on it. He right. take her to prom. So prom came around, and I got left home. Uh, what? Then he graduated and joined the Army, but promised me that he would come back for my prom because we were still dating at the time. Okay. And he did not do that either. Oh. Uh, you made a pact yeah. with a douchebag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and I'm that sorry. man was yeah. Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so how so where are we now with this? Um, we're very good friends, actually. He still owes you a prom. Yeah, yeah. He did you? Does, he does owe me a dance. Shelly, did you go? Did you go to prom or no? Um, not as a sophomore. No. No, but I meant as a senior. Even though your boyfriend didn't yeah. come down. Okay, so you did. All right. Oh, At yeah. least you got I, to go to I prom. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. With her cousin. Friend. We had a good time. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Shelly. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes they don't. Um, they don't stand to the uh, uh, to the promise. Like you, you made a. Remember that promise you made to the listener: five thousand dollars <laughs> if we could figure out who the first guest in the studio was. I went and bought a Visa gift card oh, yesterday. You did I did? Look at you. He he said he he got in touch right after the show. And he He's wants, very insistent. He's very. He wants his. Uh, you know, and I'm not going to welch on it. One thousand. So. No. Three thousand. It's one hundred and thirty dollars. Oh, one hundred and thirty dollars. Yeah. So thirties for the case of beer. You're a good man. A nice case of beer. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Am I in the clear now? I should have given ten bucks. Go get your nap. You saved four thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> Uh, all right, now here's one with a more serious tone to right. it. I'm going to go to Sandy. Hi, Sandy. Sandy! 
Hi, guys. Good hey. morning, Preston and Steve. I had a cousin many years ago that got caught in a rib current, and he drowned. Okay. Uh, As a mm. family, we made a path that every child born would learn how to swim, and every one of our kids know how to swim. Very good. That's ex- oh, that's so good because we were just talking about, um, you know, we had some, some family members over, and they're, they're, uh, it's actually, I guess, my, my niece at this point. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to figure out. Anyway, <laughs> she's uh, just a... Two years old, two years old, and she's a dynamo in the pool. And that stuff is so important. So you good. Carry on that pack. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good way to honor that person yes. who, who passed as well. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Sandy. Thank you. All right. We'll see you later. All right. Interesting. I, I thought that this guy went above and beyond. I don't know how close they still were. Uh, but twenty-two million dollars, and he's making good on uh, Listen, on on sharing. He's still getting eleven million dollars. Oh yeah, you know, I mean that. It's, but that's still generous. To on, there is something to be said for your word yes. and the honor, and and that you you carry through on your word. These are these are attributes that are are waning in this world. And for when people stick up to it and abide by their word, it means a lot. Absolutely. And we've we've made agreements like this on air concerning You owe us $11 million. Lottery yeah, before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, if I win, especially the Powerball, where there's multiple millions of dollars, like, yes, every single person that I know and have, have a, a what I would consider to be a, a relationship with, yeah. you know, not a Facebook friend. I but, don't think you know, I've ever entered into one of those things with you guys, right? Oh, I, I, I just think I'm bad luck. Oh, when no. we chip in? Yeah. yeah. Well, you're taking care. As far as I'm concerned, you're, well, you're taken you. care of. But. Yeah. How about Rockstar Rob? Rockstar, <laughs> my best man. <laughs> that's Your right. Best that's man. why I bring it up. Yeah. Maybe I'll buy him like his favorite comic book. Okay. All right. Here's a new jacket. A new jacket. A new jacket. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we are going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. i got some bizarre file stories I think you're going to dig. Don't forget our friend Burt Kreischer on the show around 9 a.m. and tickets for his show and these other live-in, drive-in shows at Citizens Bank Park go on sale today at 10 a.m. We'll be back in a moment. ACDC vocalist Bon Scott dies at 33, throwing the band's future into uncertainty. But just five months later, on July 25th, in rock's most amazing comeback, ACDC releases Back in Black. All weekend, 93.3 WMMR celebrates the 40th anniversary of the seventh best-selling album of all time. It's an MM Artist Weekend with ACDC. All the tracks from Back in Black, plus every fan favorite from the Bon Scott and Brian Johnson eras. We'll also pull out some killer live ACDC material for this week's Saturday Night Concert Series, starting Saturday at 7. ACDC, this weekend's featured MM artist from the station that's been playing them since day one. 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. The the button on the fader that I hit here to start the bizarre file is is lit up. It's like stuck, so I don't know if this will work or not, but I'm going to try it. Here we go. Three, two, one. Now, WMMR. Presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre File. Brought to you by Robbins Diamonds in Tax-Free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins Delaware Diamonds. Well, the a uh, man waiting in an alley for sex with an escort that he met online was instead beaten and robbed. And it's interesting why. The woman 
Dallas Waz, and a guy named Jacob Light were arrested and each were charged in Wednesday morning's incident with aggravated battery causing bodily harm and robbery. The beating came after deputies said the victim showed up with only $5. $5? Yes. That's just disgusting. Yes. The beating left Joshua Job, 20 years old, with a fractured nose and cuts and bruises on his face and head. Uh, his cheek required stitches. You don't even get it touched for 5 bucks. <laughs> and according to documents, a bleeding Job flagged down a deputy on patrol around 5 a.m. on Wednesday near the Burger King and reported that he had been attacked and robbed. In an interview with Sheriff's de- Detectives from the hospital bed, Job said that he met Waz two months ago on a social media site called Escort Fish. Cheap Escort Fish. And had sex with her twice in June and paid her $95 each time they had sex. Well, on Wednesday, Job oh. sent text messages to Waz to set up another meeting. Waz showed up, but got upset when Job told her he only had $5 this time. You can't do that. Uh, she yelled at Job for wasting her time. Was there some sort of card that you punch each time you had sex for a discount? And told him to get out of her truck and drove off. Job texted her to come back. She did, but this time she wasn't by herself. Waz returned, and as she pulled over, Light jumped out of the back of the truck and began beating Job until he blacked out. <laughs> when Job woke up, he realized that his two cell phones were missing. Waz and Light also stole Job's $5. Uh, Job told deputies Waz lived in. He could have bought a foot long. Drove her mother's truck, and that she had a tattoo of flowers on her lower back, which deputies later said was only visible if Waz's clothes were removed. Mm-hmm. Waz and Light were found, and they said they did not know him and denied being near the scene of the attack. But they were uh, arrested and charged. Were their prices easily displayed and readable? <laughs> uh, that I don't know. All right, uh, we just had a lottery story a moment ago. Here's another one: a Jamaican lottery winner. Claimed his $95 million prize on Monday dressed as Darth Vader in an attempt to hide his identity while accepting the check. Uh, he had uh, The guy identified himself as W. Brown, and he had said, life has always been very rough. He told the Jamaican gleaner. Life has always been very rough. <laughs> he said, I come from a poor family. Sometimes I couldn't attend school because my parents didn't have money. I read. But he said, I told myself that God will help me one day uh, so I can help my family. Uh, He said he purchased the same set of numbers with a few replacements over the past 20 years. Uh, The numbers were 8, 9, 10, 19, 27, and 30. And he he said, I wrote down the numbers and saw that I won. And I was excited and I had a shower and went to sleep. And now we shall cross the rebellion. So uh, he was hiding his identity. Yes, the Darth Vader costume, I think, is the way to go. Absolutely. A man recently had quite the laugh after a delivery service left him a note saying that they left his package in a safe location, and he found the large package under his doormat. But the way it was, I mean, it's huge, and they just set the doormat on top of the box. To hide it. Is what they (laughs) did. To obscure it, yeah. Yeah. He posted about the whole thing on TikTok. In the clip, the man can be seen reading the form (laughs) from the delivery service Yodel. Uh, which shows the delivery had been left in a safe location. He then opens his front door and shows the gigantic package with the doormat draped over the top of it. And uh, he's gotten over 142,000 likes and hundreds of comments. There's a, there's a case at my house where there's a door off to the side that goes to the basement. Yeah. And a lot of times they will think that's the door to the house. Oh. Uh, but now they, they do this thing where they take a picture of where they put the package. Right. If they're a little leery, and that's helped. But, yeah, it's uh, they kind of have to... You know, make sure it's a little more obscure than that. You can leave a note on that door, you know, uh, just saying 
this isn't the, the place. It's happened just a couple just, times, yeah. And then, then you, I go online and let them know. Uh, all right, here's your mask hole story of the day in El Paso. Dapper Donuts. Uh, they said customers retaliated after they were asked to put their face masks on inside the building. Dapper Donuts. In surveillance footage, a couple appears to be arguing with the staff in the city of El Paso. They had mandated face coverings. Lauren Keener, supervisor of Dapper Donuts, said that she asked a couple who was waiting for their order to put their face masks on or they could wait outside. She said, I handed her uh, her donuts and she got very confrontational with me and told me that you can't speak to your customers like this and then proceeded to throw the donut box at me. The confrontation caught on surveillance video where a woman can be seen throwing the box over the plexiglass towards the employee. Uh, you can see it. Management said that the couple then demanded a refund. And she said when I told him that he couldn't have a refund, he got angry and he grabbed a mug and asked how much it was. And when I told him how much, he took it as payment. Wow. Yes. Wow. Uh, so Keener said that the since the city mandated face masks, they've struggled with patrons ignoring the rule. But despite a near box to the face, Keener said she will continue enforcing the rule at Dapper Donuts. But they had their donuts, right? Uh, no, they threw them right at yeah. the person. So, right, and they threw them back at the cashier. Yeah, but uh, if they fell out and they, you know, <sighs> and they, you don't get a refund. After you don't get a that. refund. No way. No There's way. There's no crying at Dapper Donuts. <laughs> no way. Seahorses. <laughs> You're, right. You're right. Uh, a, uh, let's see. We have time for one last Forever. story. Forever. Dapper Donuts. A massive cache of stolen catalytic converters was uncovered in Elk Grove recently. It really is a thing. Yeah, the sheriff's office announced the bust, saying the deputies had executed a search warrant, a search warrant in connection to the theft and sales of catalytic converters in the business area and uncovered the cache. They found about two thousand catalytic converters. So, what's the company that we were talking about that uh, recovered them? It was uh, well, it was, it was Nick's. A- Nick's Roast Beef had gotten their uh, their catalytic converter stolen. stolen. And was it forgot, armor metal? In the... No, it was that Meineke in the Northeast. Meineke, yes. that was it. Yep. Uh, so about $300,000 in cash was also seized. Oh, my God. Uh, in the last two years, the department has seen an increase in the stolen catalytic converters. And I believe we had said because it has um, a platinum in it. I think that's right. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's what I have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. As far as catalytic converters are concerned remember back in the day 80s and 90s or whatever mm-hmm. every now and again your car would smell like farts yes because of the sulfur all right and so does the catalytic converter have anything to do with that or yes okay all right it used to i don't know if the newer catalytic converters have that issue but that was always it was a quick blame by the way if you did fart in the car <laughs> do you want to know what it is Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It is an exhaust emission control device that reduces toxic gases and pollutants in exhaust gas from an internal combustion engine into less toxic pollutants by catalyzing a redox reaction, which is an oxidation and a reduction reaction. That's what I thought. Uh, they're usually used with internal combustion engines fueled by either gasoline or diesel, including lean burn engines, as well as kerosene heaters and stoves. Okay. There you go. Now now you learn stuff on the Preston and Steve show. All right. With that, we are taking a break, dear friends. Casey. Yeah, you know what? Give me one of those uh, drive-ins uh, to give away. Yes, we have a night at the drive-in for caller number 16 at 215-263-WMMR. It's next Wednesday at Shankweiler's Drive-In in Orfield, which is near Allentown. And they're going to be showing two movies, Hook and Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse. 
Uh, it starts at 8.50, and four people can pile into your car. You get a reserved spot, and it's courtesy of Amazon Studios and Michael B. Jordan's Outlier Society. They're presenting a night at the drive-in. So caller 16 will set you up, 215-263-WMMR. Remember, if you don't win, visit a night at the drive-in.com to get first-come, first-served passes. We'll be back in just a moment. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Steven Singer Jewelers Showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut is now open for appointments only. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com to book your appointment today. Hey, you don't need a getaway to have a great getaway this summer. At Acme, you'll find everything you need to get into vacation mode right at home. Enjoy summer favorites all season long. From their famous USDA Lancaster brand choice beef and tender chicken to the tastiest summer fruits and vegetables. So fresh and delicious, you'll think you're on vacation. No matter what your grocery needs are this summer, Acme has you covered. Acme, your summer food headquarters. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I want to point out we have a new Daily Rush video for your consumption. It's called Casey's Nick Sound. And the description says, Casey can't drink water and it causes him to make Nick sounds. Uh, So if you would like to watch that and hear that, uh, you can do it at PrestonandSteve.com. And it's sponsored by Punchline, Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. So that is available. All right. Today... Bills back in action. Yeah. Actual baseball. Uh, opening day was yesterday for this season, if you want to call it yeah. that. Uh, anybody watch? Any I watched of it? some of it. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see. Uh, I think they did a really good job given the constraints. Um, and there were two games last night. The Yankees played the Nats, and then uh, out west, the Dodgers played the Giants. How did it feel with? No crowd there with no crowd sounds. How how do they present it? Do they use filler music or anything like yeah, that? I, I think it felt great um, because it's live sports, and and you are so used to the last three or four months of no live sports, and so uh, next week we're getting NBA and NHL back, and then uh, presumably the NFL shortly thereafter. They were using uh, fill sounds, right? They uh, were, which, and, which seemed to work okay. Okay, I, I find them distracting. I, here's here's my take on it. It's just my take, but um, we know that it's an empty stadium. Uh, we know yeah. that nobody's in attendance, so you don't have to pretend that there are people in attendance. And I find the pretending a little bit odd. I'd rather just acknowledge the fact that nobody's there and we know why nobody's there. That's kind of the way – I didn't watch myself, but that's kind of the way I, I predicted myself, you know, yeah. feeling, hearing <laughs> stuff like that. It's it's like old TV shows that have a fake laugh track. Yeah. Right. Since we've gotten to live studio audiences, when they do have studio audiences, and you hear those laugh tracks, it sounds. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. I think it sounds. I think it's distracting. There was an NBA. There was a, an NBA. <laughs> there was an NBA scrimmage the other night. Okay. <laughs> Uh, there was an NBA scrimmage the other night, and it was the the, the uh, Bucks versus the Nuggets, and the Nuggets were the quote unquote home team, and they were pumping in fake audience sounds of "Let's go Nuggets," and, really, and, and it was really annoying and distracting. Who are they doing that for? I guess for the people at are, home, but so it, they're not pumping that into the stadium; they're, they're pumping they, it just into the home. But here's the thing: nobody's responding to the call. It's "Let's go Nuggets," and then. Nothing because nobody's there. Yeah. But, but, I but, it but wait, was hold for on. The players. Yeah, qu- a question. Do you know if, if was it going through the PA system in the actual I don't know. arena? I don't know. I, I, I'm, obviously, I'm, I'm not there, so all, all I could hear was what I was at, at right. home. But I'm, I'm thinking a lot of it is probably just for the home benefit. I don't. I, I think the teams are so used. They, they're probably playing it as to them. It has 
probably a hybrid feel between a game and a practice. Yeah. So that you have that, that sort well, of dynamic. I, 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 I tend to sort of think the way both you guys are saying with, we know it's not the real deal. Yeah. It, it is a real game. It's just not the game the way we know it. And we, and, I found looking at just the footage that I saw of the uh, of the cardboard cutouts, I found it distracting because I actually never pay attention rarely to the people unless there's a foul ball or something to the audience, to the spectators. Yeah. And I found myself looking, and, and and maybe that'll wear off after time with the cardboard cutouts. But it was a little weird. I think that the players don't give a crap whether or not anybody's in the audience or not, and I, I think that they have to pretend that they do. I think that they say that they're playing for the fans, but right. for the most part, they're out there to compete against one another. I think they take their profession really seriously. They're you know the top of their game, um, but but for them, one way or the other, it might be a little weird not hearing the sounds, not feeling the ambiance. But as far as their performance goes, yeah. I don't think it makes one difference uh, uh, at all whether you, or not anybody's actually there. Do you think it might actually help? Maybe. Um, but I just, I, I feel like players get so zoned in. Uh, professional athletes um, are are aware that there are people in attendance, but they're not there for the fans. The fans are there for the players. I don't it, think it's a symbiotic relationship. It's like when we do this show, we're so f- Focused. Yeah. It's a razor focus. That's why you never hear any mistakes or anything. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? Did you say? Uh, I prefer the sounds of the mm. game anyway. Um, so when and the great thing about going to a live baseball game is you, uh, especially when you're closer to yeah. the field, you hear all of that stuff. The the ball hitting the glove. You know the the, the crack of the bat. I love that sound anyway. So if you're going to you know, muffle that sound by giving me fake stuff. I don't. I don't want to hear it. Right. Yeah. You know, and and we were talking. I guess when we were talking to JBR, like the sounds of of the skates on the ice and the puck hitting the, and the stick and stuff like that. That's great. Yep. Now the sounds of the sneakers on the basketball court, that could get a little grating after a while for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, we, we, I like we, that. We, you do like oh, that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it sounds awesome. So, Does it have an ASMR value to it? For a little you? bit. Yeah. 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 Most definitely. I All could, right. I, I could just listen to that. Uh, I don't know. I you know I'm just you know so I'll find out in, in a week or so whether or not uh, I feel that way. I think there might be a, an element to uh, what you know. Obviously, the uh, lacrosse, the wings, what they do with the the, the pumping and a little bit of music. I, I, if a soundtrack would be distracting, some sort of you know yeah. uh, music where you don't focus in on it, but it propels things a little bit. Yeah. I, I can see that being okay. This has been the discussion that's been going on for a while now. Right. Now you get to see it in practice, and people are getting to assess whether or not they really like. What they're seeing and hearing. You're, uh, what I look forward to is uh, maybe hearing a little bit more of the jawing in between the players. I don't necessarily know how much jawing there goes on during baseball, but right. during basketball. More cursing. And, and, well, yeah. I mean, during basketball? They had to add you, the, there's going to be a delay. There for, has to be. Yeah. Because you hear, like, when somebody gets fouled hard, you'll hear that. Like, but they actually yeah. added like five or ten seconds more of a delay because really? because there's not going to be any ambient sound to drown out the fu Casey thing. I guess most of the jawing probably takes place at home plate uh, between the catcher and the batter. Well, that's what it seems like in the movies, yeah. and and I love that. There's like, a little bit of that I hear that does go on. Yeah, you know, yeah. But uh, who was it? Uh, uh, is it um... Crash? No, no, no. I'm trying. Well, Crash is one, but I was thinking either John Candy in Brewster's Millions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Tom Berenger in uh, Major League. Just the drawing is really, really great. But when he says something about the, the dude's wife and he ends up popping out, and then the next guy comes out and he's yeah. like, Yeah, did you hear what I said about, uh, you know, so and so's wife? And then the batter goes, yeah, she's an ugly bitch, and then smashes a home run. <laughs> what was that? Was that Brewster's I Millions? Remember. or I, I want to say that's Brewster's Millions. I don't remember that one. 
Well, um, yeah. So, uh, so the game gets underway today uh, yeah. for the Phils, first game of the season. Yeah, seven p.m. tonight. Aaron Nola pitching, and uh, it's a, it's a sprint. It's sixty games, and you know, and then we've gone from zero sports to all sports, uh, all four majors, <laughs> and then soccer and NASCAR and, and PGA and everything else. Uh, so it's going to be like a, a sprint over the next two months plus, I guess. I think I saw a, a quick uh, blurb with uh, Jake Arrieta and, and the, uh, Jake Arrieta and the the. Uh, uh, Reporter was asking, you know, about the season, and he's just like, "Look, we don't know. We yeah, have, we have no idea until we get out there, right?" You know, so, and that's how it's going to be for everything. It's it's always uh, it's going to be a lot of pivoting. It's going to be a lot of go with the flow and, and see what happens next. Hey, um, so there there are some changes. Uh, pitchers aren't allowed to lick their fingers and stuff like that. So They're allowed they... to lick other players' fingers. <laughs> that's yeah. weird. Yeah, um, no but spitting. There no spitting. Right. Yeah. All right. So no spitting. But uh, they have a wet bag that the uh, pitchers can. Yeah. Okay. My bag's wet right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a little moist. They're What's allowed, a wet bag? They're allowed to. It, so in order for to get a better grip, or um, players, uh, pitchers will lick their fingers. Yes. And, and so they're not allowed to do that this year because of the uh, potential spread. So they're literally given a bag that they can carry in their back pocket to moisten their fingers before grabbing the ball. They should have a little table with what sometimes you see cashiers use a little sponge yes. on there, and they yeah. just kind of dip their fingers. Yeah. Right there, right next to the pitching mound. Yeah, or, yeah. or like palm olives. Yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. You're, you're, you're soaking, soaking in it. it. And there's another new interesting change, and I don't know if it'll last beyond this season, but uh, an actual rule change where if a game goes extra innings, if it goes in the 10th inning, the uh, both teams will start that inning with a runner on second base. So the, Yeah, what is the... The intent is to speed up the game, is to not have it go 19 innings because uh, runs will be scored, in theory, more quickly. And this is, this would have, is this a COVID rule? Yeah. Or... yeah, because they just don't, they're trying to limit the amount of people that are out there for longer periods of time. It, it's oh, an attempt to... okay. To, Expedite things. Why don't they yeah. have then, at the start, after that point, just start each inning with a player on third running towards home? Yeah, yeah I mean... I know. No, it kind of seems extremes. like not fair. I don't. I don't think I like that. I would like it better if they didn't start with anybody on base, but they just gave the batter the ball, and he's allowed to throw it up and hit it himself. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. I think I mean, that honestly, would that be limits heat. exposure. <laughs> I think so. And all National League teams will have a designated hitter this year too. So okay, there should is... be designated catchers, like in the outfield. When the ball comes out to the outfielder, <laughs> one person catches it sanitizes hey. the ball, and then hands it to the center fielder or the right fielder. Is the designated hitter thing going to be uh, from now on? A lot of people think it's going to go on beyond this year. So It should, uh, it should yeah. have been done a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Nick, what do you think of the prospects of, of having uh, Dr. Fauci as a designated pitcher? Yeah, oh I know. God. He should be in everyone's bullpen. <laughs> wow. Hey, um, real quick, when it comes it to that, that runner that starts on second base, Nick, is it is it whoever was last at bat? It's, right, uh, so, so if you're the if you're the visiting team, it's just uh, to start the tenth inning. No, no, I know that, but like who, who whoever who who runs is it all right? So you know, uh, batter, you know, fifth, I don't know. fifth slots uh, up to bat. Does that mean batter? It probably four? means that the manager can select a pinch runner. I think that would make fast. the most sense, yeah. right? You'd, you'd give them that option the way you would. That that gives them a little bit more control of something that's. It seems sort of arbitrary. Yeah. Well, you know, the problem here is like you know, what if you're you know, fastest runner is next up to bat, you know? So normally you would want to put your fastest guy on second base. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I think it'll be because of that, because of the, I think it'd be a pinch runner. It, okay. it would seem to, I don't know that for sure, but yeah. that's, that's a, a, what my guess is. But I, you know, I'm a baseball fan. I'm actually, I like the short season. It's, you know, you, you're not really worrying or paying attention to games. 
unless you're diehard in April and May. And now every game matters, and uh, the differences between one or two wins or losses will mean playoffs. I'm a casual viewer. I had a handful of games for the season, but when the playoffs come, that's when yeah. I pay attention. You start, it's just kind of my relationship to baseball. You yeah. start looking at the standings in yeah. August and September, and here we are almost in August. So yeah. um, baseball would take the biggest hit with me because, to me, I'm only really interested if I if I'm, I can go to the park and yeah. see it. Or if the Phils are in the playoffs or whatever. That, yeah. and, you know, hockey is my favorite sport to watch in person, uh, but yet on television, I enjoy it as well. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll see how. I, I think it, it's funny. Again, there have been a tremendous amount of, obviously, a plethora of negatives associated with all this. But there may be some takeaways, like a truncated or reduced season, that might make sports better in some aspects after this. My dad and I are upholding our uh, annual opening day tradition and watching the game together. Oh, nice. that's nice. Uh, but we're looking for a good, socially distant, safe place to watch hmm. it. Because I don't want to go to their place and I don't want them to come to my place and we'll sit inside. So uh, if anybody has recommendations, shoot me an email. Cause Wait a minute. You don't, you don't want to go to each other's houses? I, I I mean, I've seen my parents like outside, but I don't want to sit in the house like on the couch. What's the ladder around doing? like crazy. I mean. uh, well, if it's raining, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I mean, do I always have to spend time with my boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> do you, do, no, you, do you go? Do you go visit your parents at all, or no? Or is, is, is it something we've seen you're... each other out? Like okay. we've met uh, can, at a place or something. Like can that. they drag a TV outside? Set it up outside. They have a little spot to sit outside. She, that's outside. not her. That's not her thing. She wants to go no. somewhere. She wants to be able to go get <laughs> rid. Yeah. Give me a drink. Yeah. yeah. And while I can order food because I have to because that's a rule now. Yes, you have to um, get food. You'll have to get uh, lunch or dinner, yes. and then you can get your drink. Wait, what's you're done eating, yeah, you, can't, you can't just go to a bar and get a, get right. a, a drink. You have okay. to order food. Okay. Yeah, like every place that is serving drinks, ha- you have to buy food too. Yes. Required. Did, did you see the deal in in New York where the I guess it was Cuomo said you you can't, like chicken fingers don't qualify as food you what? have to order a sandwich that's there's a whole thing oh they're, come on, they're I mean, defining, come on. Yeah. they're defining what a meal a is meal it's got to be substantial you can't just order fries and drink what about chunky soup it eats like oh. a meal I, I know. <laughs> it says it at that point I, I, yeah <laughs> and i've made a meal out of chicken fingers i'm sorry yeah, yeah. it's totally a meal or like a hummus plate or a cheese plate that's i used a meal. to have at the uh, ugly moose i used to have chicken fingers and chili Yo, that place closed? Yeah. yeah. It's closed. Ugly, yeah. Ugly closed. Well, maybe they they have to make it entree size. You know what I mean? Give me so, extra so, fingers. You, you got to be committed to it. So I, uh, Watching sports is a real communal thing. And so to Marissa's point, I'll be very interested to see, you know, if the Flyers and or Sixers have, have runs in the playoffs. They're both kind of set up to, to do well in the playoffs. If people want to get together and watch games, and I mean, they will. They'll want to get together to watch games, how they're going to do it. And will there be watch parties? Uh, because you're not, nobody's going to any of the games, right? You're not going to be able to see any of these games in actual attendance. But people are going to want to cheer with other Sixers fans or Flyers fans, or when this when the season starts for the Eagles. How are they going to watch Eagles games? Yeah, for the record, Kathy, it's not just me; it's also my dad. That's where I yeah, get it of from. Of course, I'm sure. <laughs> what yeah. about what about the possibility? And perhaps it's a service that we can offer, where because you you send over someone in like in a hazmat suit, if you are really physical fan that allows you to brawl with another fan <laughs> right mm. yeah. it, 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 so they'll come to your house yeah and you get to brawl with them and they, yet they're they're in some sort of protective suit that allows you that thrill of that confrontation i mean it's part it's part yeah. of the experience correct i guess so hey nick just to um uh clarify whoever's at bat uh, and to to start that extra inning, the batter that was uh, that preceded them in the order. Oh, okay. Is who starts on second base okay. now? Now you can 
switch that person out of the lineup. Gotcha. Uh, but whoever would take that person's spot in the lineup would be on second basis. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the playoffs are set to. Be like they've, you know, the, the baseball players have been. They were going to change the play, uh, baseball playoff rules this year, but I think they're sticking with the rules that they had last year. Uh, they were going to expand the playoffs, but I don't believe they're doing that. But um, the Sixers and the Flyers both have very expanded fields, you know, so the, the playoffs and the hockey are traditionally 16 teams total, and now they're going to be 24, same for the uh, for the NBA. Right. All right, well, it's, it's starting to happen, yeah. which, is, uh, which is pretty cool. So. I mean, we've been reporting on the lack of sports for the last three or four months, and now we'll actually be reporting on games that have happened the night before. Do you know what's impressive? The way that the basketball players have managed to keep celibate. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, mean, the fact that they (laughs) are being so sex-free, it's just astonishing in their staying in their bubble. But we'll see how it all plays out. Why have there been reports that they're messing yeah. around? I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah, follow. Yeah, so there's, there's, there's been, been a lot. There's been a few. Yeah, okay. in fact, a couple of Instagram models have been solicited. Yeah, and, yeah. Ah. It's crazy because they're. I mean, these the gentlemen make a lot of money, right? And I've heard. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, and listen, that's just the going rate. And yeah, so, yeah. so my you know my complaint is not there. My you know the, the idea though is that like. You know, just think of this as like a business trip, right? And, you know, like, and, and this is your job, yes, right? And right. so, like, take basketball out of the equation and put a different posi- uh, uh, profession into the equation. Say, would this fly if this were, if you were a, I don't know, a salesperson? A, a fuller what, brush it, salesman. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I need to uh, make a correction before we get uh, past this. I was wrong about the playoffs. They voted last night, yesterday, to expand the playoffs from 10 teams to 16 teams. So to everybody texting in, I might offer my my sincere apologies for offending you. Uh, but it's going to be ten to six, from 10 teams to 16 teams for the 2020 season. All right. All right. So cool. the playoffs will be different this year. Cool. All right, done deal. Uh, hey, I wanted to, uh, we got Kreischer coming up in about 20 minutes or so, but I wanted to make sure we take a moment or two to acknowledge a uh, a milestone uh, that is taking place tomorrow. Actually, it was 40 years ago tomorrow, July 25th, 1980, that ACDC released their biggest selling album ever, Back in Black. It was the band's first set without Bon Scott as a lead singer. He had died in uh, February of that year. He was uh, 33 years old, passed out, choked on his own vomit. Oh. There are a couple different stories as to what exactly happened, but it was a long night of drinking, and he was in a car, I think was the story. But uh, they decided to press on. They hired uh, Brian Johnson uh, from a band called Gordy, and he took over on vocals, obviously. And then they headed to the Bahamas for about six weeks to do the album. Uh, and ACDC at that time had made some serious headway in America before Scott's death, uh, but no one knew how Back in Black would be received. The album was produced by Mutt Lang, took off, eventually sold over 25 million copies in the U.S. alone. Uh, it's still one of the most legendary rock Phoenix from the Ashes stories of all time. Um, they're behind the music chronicles it um, if you ever get a chance I'm sure it's available on, on one of the streaming services services but I'll tell you what early early on I hated ACD no really? kidding hated them wow okay From and pre- then and then I turned I'm like ah okay including I this it. album or no prior to this prior album. to this okay. Yeah. Where did Brian Johnson come from? Like, what's I don't know the the genesis of of him peaking. I mean, obviously I know. <laughs> Uh, why he's you know the lead singer right. of the band, but I don't know how or where he came from. And well, he was in a band called Gordy. Okay, yeah, which I had mentioned earlier. But oh, um, okay, yeah. But that's uh, they, they were, I guess, 
mildly successful. Yeah. And, and I don't know if he was invited to come and uh, an audition or if he tracked him down or what the story was. Nick, maybe you can find out. Yeah. Uh, Were these songs written prior to Bond passing away? a good away? question. I, I don't, lyrically, I don't think so. I think Bond was the, uh, was the lyric writer. If I am correct about that, I might be wrong. And I think that... Uh, I think that that uh, Brian came in and wrote the the lyrics to these songs, but listen, I could be way off on that. We'll have to we'll have to verify. Uh, but all told, Back in Black spent uh, twenty two weeks in the Billboard Top two hundred Top ten, oh, wow. which is huge, wow. man. I remember when that record hit, and uh, it was just beginning to end. Nice gulp. It's <laughs> a big gulp. Beginning to end, it is just it's perfect. It's the, it's one of the what I consider to be one of those perfect records because listen listen to the, the the track listing, Hell's Bells, Shoot to Thrill, What Do You Do for Money, Honey, Giving the Dog a Bone, Let Me Put My Love Into You, Back in Black, You Shook Me All Night Long, Have a Drink on Me, Shake a Leg, and Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution. Mm. You should know every single one of those songs. Um, but he's he's from Australia, by the way. Uh, bon, uh, bon Scott was from Australia. I'm sorry. The whole band is, right? um, but Brian's from England, and so he was in this band called uh, Is it Gordy or Jordy? I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. But um, yeah. he was asked Casey to audition. So, um, um, let's well, I see. wonder who didn't make the cut. Yeah, I, I don't know either. But uh, Little Richard was John uh, Davidson. Little Richard was familiar with <laughs> Brian. Davidson that's incredible. Didn't make the cuts. Christ. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. And uh, Kathy Lee Crosby and Fran yeah. Tarkenton. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was also the host of uh, the Hollywood Squares for a little yeah, while. Yeah, he too. didn't make the cut. Well, uh, it, to get someone vocally who could handle this sort of stuff and have and yet and yet blow it out that way, I've never understood how anyone could sing a concert, a full concert no. roster Mm-mm. at that level, projecting that way with that level of screech. Yeah. Nick, continue. Uh, Angus Young <laughs> <laughs> knew about um, uh, about Brian Johnson through uh, Little Richard, believe it or not. And so uh, they, they auditioned him, and uh, one of the earlier times where he had... Uh, came to the audition. He was actually diagnosed with appendicitis, so um, wow, he was not able to be up on stage. So, but it's a it's a pretty fascinating story Black to see. Potatoes, <laughs> and <laughs> so, who wrote the lyrics or, or most of yeah, the see lyrics? Yeah, if you can find that out, Nick, who uh, the principal songwriters were. Yeah, uh, uh, there is um, audio of Bon Scott demoing uh, the album Back in Black. Uh, I know so they were written before oh, Brian Johnson got to the. No band. kidding. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was not aware of that. I know that Malcolm was very, very big in okay. the songwriting process, yes. but lyrically, I didn't know who who handled that. Malcolm was he was kind of the secret weapon. He was behind the scenes because Angus was this outrageous, over the top, you know, with his with his schoolboy outfit and as crazy as he was on stage. He was he was the visual side of of ACDC, and obviously he was an outstanding guitarist. But Malcolm was, the, I think, the driving force in the songwriting. Yeah. Uh, as far as coming up with the riffs and things like that, but I didn't know who lyrically are they, uh, are they handled the music. Specifying any? It lyrics? says composed by Johnson, Angus, and Malcolm Young, but right. that probably means like in final production right. uh, and the the stuff that ended up on the album. Some of them, uh, some of the songs were written before um, its release, obviously, and before Johnson joined the band. Really? I know Neil Sedakis is a silent contributor too. <laughs> wow. You know what song I don't really like on that album? It's just crazy because it was I don't know if it was the biggest radio hit, but uh, you shook me all night long. That's a just, Brian song. That's a Brian song. Yeah, I, I dig that song. I also dig the video. You remember the video of that? Uh, Brian yeah. shook me all night. Gorgeous long? blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, really, uh, I I always liked it. Now, listen, it's been played to death. Yeah, and I I'm, and I'm kind of tired of hearing it, but I can't deny the fact that it's just 
a great rock tune. I just remember my my uh, most stand, standout memory of that song is uh, dancing with my prom date at my senior prom to that song and just being like, it was just awkward. It's not like really a dance song where you, you know, but. And then I how just, do you dance with a guy? No, it was not a guy. It was a girl, and I liked her a lot. Uh, so, yeah, it is a weird choice for a prom song. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't like our prom theme, but I just remember being on the dance floor yeah. and feeling super duper awkward. Well, yeah. it's not necessarily a dance song, but yeah. it's a crowd pleaser is what it is. Right, right, so. right. Uh, so is that why you harbor Maybe that's odd why. feelings? Yeah. To it? If you want to take a little dive into ACDC music in your celebration this weekend, Maximum Overdrive, the Stephen King movie yeah. that he directed, is back-to-back ACDC music, and it's great. Um, it's ha- great in its badness. Have a Drink on Me is one of my favorite songs. I love that. Um, Shoot to Thrill, of course, that, that the, the Avengers yeah. breathe new life into that when Tony comes flying in yes, yeah. uh, to save the day. He cranks it up on the uh, on the Quinjet's uh, audio system, Have a Drink, or Shoot to Thrill. And it's like, dude, yes. <laughs> we just went up a level here. It's awesome. Brian Johnson had admitted uh, that he didn't have a clue how successful Back in Black would turn out to be. He said, I just melted me brain in there, and I didn't know if it was good or bad. That was the first time I'd been in the Bahamas anyway, or near America, you know. And you have to remember, I was just fascinated by the whole culture and all, and I had no idea what the hell I was doing. He said, I, I like him a lot. He said, uh, lucky, really. I was yeah. a bit lucky, I think. What I think of when I hear this song is Month of Stunts, Styles, and Paintballs. Um, because the lead up to that, it was it was a really good, like, you you guys, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, framed so, it really right, well okay. with, with audio. You used audio from Lethal Weapon where he's going, shoot me, shoot me, shoot me, shoot me. And then you hit this thing. It was, yeah, it was really, really good. <laughs> We're looking at the video of Casey getting shot with a thousand paintballs. That was pretty brutal. I love when any sports intro or uh, really anything, um, Hell's Bells gets me amped up. Like it, it, that's yeah. a, that intro, and if you hear it at a, at a sporting event, it's um, you know, hair stands up on the back of your neck, kind of a thing. Yeah, and I, when and the follow up album to this, uh, which was um, for those about to rock, when that hit too, man, I was just I was ACDC. All in. <laughs> All in at that point, man. I wore my T-shirt to school every day. Oh, it was just the best. Um, and my, my fond memory of, uh, of ACDC, and I, I've told you guys this story before, was, I was in eighth grade. It was Christmas Day. Uh, my parents had given me Highway to Hell on cassette for Christmas. <laughs> yes, of course. Highway to Hell. That <laughs> was the first day I'd ever done bong hits. <laughs> In honor of Jesus' birthday. What a day. Yeah. Bong hits for Jesus. What yeah. a day that was. Eighth grade. <laughs> Oh my God! God so how did you, did he also give you a bong for Christmas or how? No, did that, that was that was from my sister. Okay, please, that was from another relative. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was forty years ago that that album came out, man, and it continues to sell consistently. It's um, Angus Young recently explained that ACDC is like a killer recipe that always delivers. Which is why the band never changed its approach to playing live. So they still continue to do it. He said, somebody once had said, you know, people 
know what they like and like what they know. In the beginning, we were, uh, you know, just a rock and roll band, and we would play in bars and clubs and stuff, and it's what the audience was coming to hear uh, hear you for. The funny thing about, I remember at that time, too, is, you know, with, with things like Highway to Hell and Hell's Bells and all these references to hell, right? I was a tad bit concerned. I was in a different frame of mind then. That I was flirting with Satan. Yes, yeah. and you were opening up the door. And how dangerous this would be for the afterlife. And, uh, you know, and now, and now you look back at, at what these bands were doing, and they were... They were just having fun. They we're, cool. They, we're cool. Yeah. Sorry, don't worry about it. That's I mean, not the real deal. They weren't pushing a satanic agenda. It's I like mean, a little Nicky when you find out, like, they play Chicago backwards, yeah, and they're the real right. devil messages, you know. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't until the Osbournes TV show came out that Pat Boone sings the lyrics to Crazy, Crazy Train, Train yeah. that I realized, I'm like... Oh, this is a song about just like love one another, right? Yes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a good message. But when you're looking at Blizzard of Oz and you're seeing him on the back of yes. an upside down cross and everything, you're like, yeah. oh my God, this guy, you know, he, he, he sacrifices animals. And, and it was all an orchestration. It was all an image that they needed to get out to make parents dislike them, and that helped sell it. The whole creation of Alice Cooper. Oh yeah, it was, the he career, was playing golf. Once parents hated it, the kids went nuts for it. Yeah. And it, it worked, hook, line, and sink. I mean, a lot of people forget ACDC wrote Sunshine Day. No! <laughs> yeah. They wrote that? They wrote that. But it, but if if you're younger, it's it's kind of hard for you to wrap your mind around. But it was it was salacious and controversial and scary. Yeah. Sunshine Day was. This one is called Sunshine Day. But I mean... Like ACDC, Ozzy Osbourne, uh, Iron, Iron Maiden. Maiden, all that stuff. It was like, it was really flirting with the occult and so on, but it really wasn't. It was just good rock and roll it, music, it, the, you know? The, the whole concept of 666. Oh, yeah. That's not even, that doesn't, that has no correlation. Right. It, it was just a creation. But uh, if you would draw any symbolism or any album cover from any of these bands, it was a tantamount to saying, I worship Satan. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, you looked at, like, uh, Iron Maiden and Eddie, right? The That ghouly monster yeah. uh, skeleton guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I also thought the same thing about the Grateful Dead, when because they had, uh, uh, you know, it was a skeleton, a skull and all that. They had death imagery, absolutely. Had, and also, uh, like, l- look at The Cure, right? Yeah. The Cure, all the people wore, like, black and... You know, they had the. Ma- I was like, oh, the cure. There. Captain and Tennille. Captain and Absolutely. <laughs> what do you think Muskrat Love was about? Yeah, it's about the devil. Muskrat's another way yeah. of saying Satan. A lot of people don't know that. Um, Looks like Muskrat Love. Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Joey with an interesting story, and then we gotta take a break. Hey, Joey, you're on the air, buddy. How you doing, guys? Good. What's up, man? Okay, so uh, a story I have about uh, the ACDC album. Go ahead. Well. I fought in the second battle of Fallujah in Iraq in 2005. Mm-hmm. And that was the biggest offensive since Hue City in Vietnam. Well, we had a, you know, we were prepping for a couple of days and all. And when we were going into the city, the city was full of nothing but insurgents. Right. And In Vietnam? No, no, yeah, right. in, in Fallujah. I know, but he said Vietnam. Well, he said that the, that battle that they, oh. that they were going into was like the biggest uh, since Vietnam. Opera. Yeah, I, I got that too. Okay, uh, go yeah. ahead, yeah. Joey. So we were go- we were driving with our night vision, so the enemy couldn't see our lights or anything like that. And the next thing you know, when 
over to intercom. I mean, we're talking like 300 Humvees, tanks, everything. And they, they ended up turning on the the lights, and then PSYOP started blaring Hell's Bells by ACDC, and then we just started lighting up the city. Wow. Whoa. So that was that was the soundtrack for the battle. Yes, sir. That's wow. pretty cool. That's pretty That's an imagery. That's image that you'll never forget. Holy Every crap to see somebody. Yeah, my yeah. God. What a, what a memory to associate with it. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe we got tonight would have worked. Yeah, that would have been good. Maybe, maybe that would have worked. I don't know. Let's kiss the man! As they, as they crest the hill. <laughs> I think so. Okay. It would be so confusing. <laughs> what, what is this? What, what is that? Bob Siegel, you only played that at Fred Park. Still okay. here we are. Well, anyway, it was 40 years ago tomorrow. Unbelievable that Back in Black came out. So worth acknowledging. Uh, and in fact, we do. Yeah, we we have stuff going on here at uh, at MMR this weekend, which yep. is pretty damn cool. Uh, it's an MMR artist weekend, and we're saluting uh, Back in Black. And there's going to be blocks every single hour honoring the landmark album and tracks from both Bon Scott and Brian Johnson eras of the band. Um, and ACDC is our MMR Saturday night concert series as well, which is sponsored by Acme Markets, official supermarket of the President Steve Show. So that's going to be on Saturday night, 7 p.m. tomorrow night. Oh, and yeah. it's an... It's going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. It should be. Oh, yeah. They need to use that in the promos. Yes. Oh, yeah. For the Saturday it's night concert series. It's going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Oh, 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 oh. oh yeah. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> yes. Get, send that to Zach immediately. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Oh yeah. Do it in. One more time, please. Please. Oh yeah. It's gonna be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Oh yeah. I love that last. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Which oh yeah is more disgusting, the first one or the second one? The second one. You like? I like the second one too. I like that. He's hunched over in a closet, banging a cocktail waitress. And he, he's giving her a special designation. Yeah, he's the woman he's gonna. She's the woman he's gonna have sex with on Saturday night. His regular Saturday <laughs> yeah. night thing. Yeah. Uh, so every Saturday night at seven, a different band each week all summer. The best <laughs> rock concerts from around the globe and right here in Philly, of course. And uh, tag us on Twitter and Instagram 90, at ninety three three WMMR and show us where you're listening, please. So acdc this weekend uh we're gonna take a break come back in a second burt kreischer will be joining us and before burt comes on go to wmmr.com and check the burt kreischer's greatest appearances on the president steve show it's a great list and you'll love it we'll be right back mmr and live nation are happy to announce the live performance drought is finally it's the Live-In at the Drive-In Concert Series. A month of shows in the Phillies parking lot. You'll experience from your car. 93.3 WMMR and Brent Smith and Zach Myers from Shinedown invite you to rock live in your ride Thursday, September 3rd. Get up, get up, get a move on. Preston and Steve's favorite shirtless comedian, Burt Kreischer, opens the series August 16th. My wife called me watching porn the other day. She goes, your phone's tethered to the TV in the bedroom. See the full schedule at WMMR.com. The live-in at the Drive-In Concert Series. The socially awesome solution to a performance-less pandemic. Featuring Shinedown's Smith & Myers, Burt Kreischer, and many more. Tickets on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at LiveNation.com from 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. We're excited to have our next guest on. We're excited because he's coming to town. 
Like, nobody's been coming to town. He's coming to town. He's, at this point, the Chuck Yeager of comedy. I would have to say so. He's branching out into yeah. uh, worlds unknown at this yeah. point in time. So we're doing the, the live-in drive-in, uh, which is going to be taking place at Citizens Bank Park in the parking lot. And August 16th is when the show is. Tickets go on sale in 49 minutes, yeah. by the way. So you don't want to miss them. And by the way, take a look at PresidentSteve.com because Marissa has compiled a list of Burt Kreischer's greatest moments on the Preston and Steve show. And there are many. There are many. Uh, without further ado, let's get him up and get him on. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Burt Kreischer. Yeah. Yeah. Birdie boy! <laughs> that list is better than an Emmy Award. <laughs> <laughs> There's been some special that, moments. I looked at that and I go, I looked at that and I went, she just told me about it I just saw it and I went, I saw number eight and I was like, Wait, eight, there's, I barely, I'm, there's no way I'm going to remember these. Because all I, when I look back, I remember, I remember my two things were Kathy Quinceanera. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 uh, and Courtney Love. Courtney Love, and right? Like, yeah. No, oh, Courtney Love's like, Courtney Love would be number one for me. Yeah. I that mean, was the funnest day I've ever had in studio ever, ever, anywhere. I remember the look. <laughs> she comes in here. She was, Listen, she obviously her life is storied life, been through a lot. But uh, when you're in here with your shirt off, I remember the look on her face was like, uh, I, was, I wasn't ready for this. It was so great. And, and both of those produced some of the greatest pictures we have. Yes. And what about your time, Bert, with oh. the M. Night Shyamalan? I know. And then as soon as I say those, as, as every time I read a new one, I go, oh, that's right. Like, <laughs> what's so silly is, I remember, I remember the time I was wearing that Tampa Bay, that green Tampa Bay hat, because I ended up drinking all day long and going right to the show. I got a kid drunk for the first time that had never gotten drunk that day. Oh, wow. I mean, every single one of them, I look at and I go, "Oh, that's right." But the, the 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 thing I want on my on my tombstone is, you should have seen the look on their face when they met Bert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that is the one underlying truth is that it always causes the same sort of reaction. But uh, it's great, and as Preston was saying, Bert, we're listen. It, it's you know everything's been so dramatically fluid during during these uncertain COVID times, and everyone is jazzed at this at live shows coming back. So we're adapting. But you've done a few of these, right? You're 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 the you're the man for this job. I came. I mean, I'm not going to credit myself for everything, but on my, March 17th, when my special dropped, I called my agent and I said, "Get me parking lots, get me drive-in movie theaters." And I did a drive-in movie theater like a month ago. I did a tour, and I'm telling you, it was the funnest thing I've ever done. It was so much fun to allow people, give people a safe place to enjoy live interactions, getting outside, having a good time. But as soon as it, I did it, I called him. I said, book more of them. It's, it's that much fun. Wow. It's it's so cool. And again, as you're saying, people are waiting to, are just chomping at the bit to get out and just be part of something, a communal uh, deal. So yeah. you, you your show's big anyway. You're a big personality on stage. I mean, you're hilarious. You've got all the chops that you need. But what, what were the things that blew you away about the interaction with an audience that's ba- you're basically a live drive-in movie. Oh, for me, number yeah. one was tailgating. <laughs> tailgating, like, it's the fact that you could add tailgating to my show yeah. made me cry. Like, I was like, 
are you kidding me? And then to get to see how my fans tailgate, like, you know what it's like? It's like going to, an, like, Bill Burr said, I don't ever want to do comedy where everyone's throwing a football before the show. Yeah. I am the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. Dudes I, had their pickup trucks. Dudes had their pickup trucks, and they had filled them with water to make jacuzzis. Uh, and I was so touched that someone would take the time to line their bed with this green of their truck, fill it up with water, and find a way to make it hot. I was like, is that for me? (laughs) (laughs) I think you're going to see that here. I definitely think people are just, again, chopping at the bit, and they're going to throw it all at this event. Oh, it is. I'm telling you, the, 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 the number one thing I love more than anything is that the show starts and everyone gets to see a beautiful sunset. Yeah. Dude, it's, I mean, so much of my personality is made out of this. And then at the sh- end of the show, we get in a golf cart, drive around and do a meet and greet, socially distanced, safe. I'm in the back like an oversized golf bag, just driving around <laughs> with a piece of soda, no shirt on, saying thank you. They are so much fun. The run we did blew me away, and I was like, line up more. And so – we're doing these, and then I go to I go to Atlanta. I shoot a TV show for a month, and then I do another run to get home. It end it's zero contact. Well, that, like, I mean, it's, listen, it's it's awesome, people, and that that fact that you can do that. You've you've so you've worked it out. You you know that you've already, this isn't a dry run. You're you've 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 got the game down now. But what's also cool, you talk about the sunset where the stage is behind you is one of the most beautiful views of the city of Philadelphia. So you're gonna have. I mean, if you if, nice you know, backdrop. It's yeah. gonna be incredible. Oh man, I'm like, I'm telling you, I may not go back to theaters. Like, I, may just... <laughs> I hey, mean, it, it is a new, it's a new realm, and it's it's something. Listen, we will be back in theaters, and we'll be doing that. But if you can add this as another element, another opportunity, a show with a different, st- it's it's like when you started doing the uh, the check out of work, uh, you yeah, know, uh, day drinking events. That's something that hadn't been done before. You add that to the roster, it gives people different ways to enjoy your, your performances. It gives them something to do. Yeah, those those concerts work shows we did, I that for me was like like trying something new and then having it work and having other comics call you up and go, So wait, how does that work? And then you just know you just know, oh, I'll tell you how it works. We drink them out of booze. All the Heinekens are gone at 8 a.m. That's how that works. <laughs> That's how it works. Bert, how do you handle the uh, uh, the car horn thing? Are people, is that their applause at the uh, at the drive-in shows? I'm very lucky. I mean, I'm, I don't know if other people do that, uh, have that problem, but, like, my, all my fans are, like, comedy fans. So, like, everyone is silent through the entire show, just listening, laughing, having a great time. And at the end, this is the greatest part also. At the end, everyone comes on stage, and for a standing ovation, everyone flicks their high beams and hits their car horns. It feels like you're getting abducted by aliens. <laughs> <laughs> so with the tour going on, and, and you're really busy. I mean, you never you never stop. Uh, and by the way, the, the Bill and Bert podcast is a really great conversation and, and comedy. So uh, kudos for just putting together something with Bill Burr. That's just, it's really compelling stuff. I, I love it. But when do you have time to write new material? Because you're always posting. You're always on the road. Um, and, and if you're not on the road, you're doing something else. I wrote, I, so I shot my special in November. I wrote all through December and January. Shot a show for Netflix in January. It's coming out soon. And then, uh, and then started a new tour right before COVID started. And I had, I did a few clubs and so to like work it out. 
but I had a new hour by the beginning of the tour, January 30th, and was touring a new hour up until they shut things down. So I, I'm very lucky. I'm, I don't know if you could say lucky or I'm just obsessed and compulsive with working, but I'm very lucky because most comics couldn't go out and tour right now. Yeah. Shot specials. And then, and then, and we also did a run of uh, clubs, which was a nightmare. We did a run of <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Catching, to catch a COVID. It was horrific. But, uh, but, and so I'm really lucky in that I, you know, I kind of was ready to tour. And that's why I called my agent and I was like, get me into drive-ins because I wanted, I want, I want to work. No, you, right? you did the right thing because we've talked to, our, you know, we've talked to a lot of our uh, comedian friends, you know, over the course of the past uh, few weeks. And, and I mean, there was a certain, okay, we don't know what's going on, but we assume it'll be sooner than later. And then this thing started to roll and it seemed a little bit more problematic I mean, you could definitely hear the the change in a lot of the the you know the the people who weren't as proactive as were you. You could tell it was like, oh man, this is this this s got real. And so, um, you know, obviously, it we will come out of it eventually. But you're particularly poised to have something, and also incite other comedians to to uh, you know to try to do this as well. I wanted to ask you. You said you were doing a show. You were uh, next month. You're recording a show. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing a TV show. A TV uh, show? Where, where's, where's it being shot? Uh, in Macon, Georgia. Okay. All right. Like a, yeah. like you're, yeah. a, you're acting or is this a, like a, um, reality show? <laughs> this, is, this is why I'm not supposed to, I was not supposed to talk about it. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Enough said. Okay. Enough said. Well, I, I just wanted no, to no, let I'll tell you everything. It's, it's me, Snoop Dogg, Miranda Lambert. It's a great I'll tell you everything. It's a big thing. It's a big, it's a big thing. I, I, what what is know, it? You know, I'm a, you know I'm an open book. I'll tell you everything. <laughs> yeah, but we don't want it to get shut down. Yeah. Obviously, it's, 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 I'm it, not going to tell you anything. Yeah. I'll tell you everything. I can't, can't tell you anything because it's a complete biohazard, <laughs> but it's me, Snoop Dogg, and Miranda Lambert. <laughs> Some some of the shows and movies have already started. You know, I mean, like they're 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 soap operas are recording. They're they're making adaptations. Some of the movies, you know, it's it's funny we're talking about this, Bert. And I know you're you're a porn aficionado yourself. That the porn industry has sort of instructed general filmmaking and general film productions on on health checks, like you know temperature checks and having doctors and and making sure that when they're on set, everyone has been vetted and all that stuff. So, I mean, it, it is happening. Things are opening up. The people are just having to be cautious, obviously. Yeah, we're, we have to be quarantined for uh, a certain amount of time. So for like 10 days or 15 days, I'm just sitting in a hotel room. Yeah. So it, it's crazy. Uh, but, yeah, they're get, things are getting back to normal with shooting stuff and, and schedules. But it is bizarre, like, the kind of hoops you have to jump through. Dude, during the last tour, I was so – Freaked out, and then we did the whole tour. We did comedy clubs too, and they were a nightmare. And uh, and then we all got COVID tests before we got home, and then got COVID tests and had to quarantine again for 15 days. It was it's crazy, man. I'm but, ready for things to go back to normal. But you're fearless, and I'll tell you how I know you are absolutely one of the most fearless people in the world. I, you were suggesting to Tom Segura on your podcast that you both reveal your porn search histories. <laughs> 
And that that oh. is like one of the bravest. I, I don't know if you get a ch- if you follow through with it, but that if you want to talk about the ultimate Rorschach test, the ultimate personality exposure, that is hardcore. Did you follow through with that? I sent him mine. <laughs> he, has not <laughs> <laughs> he seemed reticent to do that. Yeah, because you've admitted to us. You've admitted to us before that whatever you look up in porn is nothing that you would really be interested in in real life. Oh, yeah. I've seen stuff. I saw this one. I mean, obviously, there's quicksand porn. We've all seen that. Yes. But, like, but, oh, that's the one where I think, I think what's weird about me is that when I see something crazy in porn, I out myself on stage and go, <laughs> oh, just so you guys know, I watched this. Because I am terrified. That's my, yeah. that's my Me Too moment is when they start releasing our porn yeah. search engines and then the camera video from my computer, and they're like, well, this is what he looks like when he watches it. You know that's not going to be attractive. You're going to be viewing it from the angle of the camera on the computer, yes. so it'll look like you're leaning back, like, oh, God, get it off. <laughs> Why is he wearing readers? <laughs> he's, he's wearing, you're wearing your bifocals. Oh yeah. Oh, of course. How are you going to see if you don't tilt your head up? Wow. The most unattractive accessory ever. Uh, oh, who looks good during, you know, that? It's, it's, oh, it's, no one looks pleasant. Me. Uh, I want to go back yeah, in the conversation. I want to go back in the conversation a little bit. You really do say nightmare, don't you? Oh, yeah. I can't stop it. Look, there's a lot of things I found out about myself by doing a podcast with Tom that is not normal. Yeah. Apparently, no one drinks two gallons of Kool-Aid a day. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we saw that. I mean, that is, listen, Kool-Aid has an ungodly amount of sugar in it. Yeah. How you're dr- and yet you still manage to, to hold it together. How... How, I mean, are you just slamming it? Are you walking around like the dudes who walk around with the, the quart of iced tea in a in a container? How are you drinking all this Kool-Aid? Yeah, I got a growler from a, <laughs> from a, a distillery, and I fill it up with ice and Kool-Aid, 64 ounces of Kool-Aid, and I go through it during the day. It's really enjoyable. I know, like, everyone makes fun of it. You'd be shocked how hydrated you are at the end of the day if you have Kool-Aid in your growler. You I, must, I haven't drank Kool-Aid since I was 12. I, seriously. You must yeah. piss molasses. <laughs> oh, it's so, it, it does not let you down. Like, it is when you were 12. Jesus. Wow. Kool-Aid. For, and for the record, for the record, it's low-calorie Kool-Aid. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, then, there all you right, go. all right. Well, we, we were prejudging. We shouldn't have. Hold on. There are people listening going, I know what he's talking about. I get the, 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 the single servings. It's five calories, maybe ten, yeah. and you dump them in. It is so enjoyable. Why wouldn't you do that? Like it's like it's like saying like Why wouldn't you drink on a flight? Of course you would. Like Why would you? What are you going to say? Sober and read a book? <laughs> hey Bert, when you're in town, I just wanted to let you know. Uh, the following day, we're doing a bike ride from Philadelphia <laughs> to Atlanta, Georgia. If you're interested. Oh, that was the most miserable experience I've ever had in my entire life. And by the way. You know, I got lit up for eating Uncrustables. Everyone mocked me. No! That Uncrustable was my favorite experience I've ever had in life. To be halfway there and be like, I can't make this. And then Katie just looks at me and goes, want an Uncrustable? And I'm like, oh, my God. More than anything in the world. (laughs) Dude, I'll tell you what. Kool-Aid and Uncrustables, man. My friend Brendan, uh, he goes by the name Beef Stew. He's he's all butthurt because he says he's the one who handed you the the Uncrustable. 
He may, he may be. Look, I speak in hyperbole. Yeah. So yeah. Not, <laughs> the story isn't good if yeah. I say a strange man walks up to me and says, do you want an Uncrustable? Right. <laughs> It's right. more brand friendly on the radio to say Casey. I agree right, with you. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, man. This is this is much needed. Uh, your appearance here in Philadelphia. People are are dying to get out to to be able to do something communally and and have a good time doing it. So this is this is perfect timing on this, Bert. We're really looking forward to it. It's it's a great way. And trust me when I say my biggest concern is to make sure everyone's safe. Yep. It's a great way to get out, feel like you're part of the community. Have a good time. Do something different. Get out of the norm of what you've been stuck in and see live comedy. And I have the best COVID joke ever. Like, oh. ever. Like, it didn't work because no one knew what coronavirus was in in February and in March. But now that people do, this joke is so good. All right. Well, we're going to let you save it for the show oh, yeah. because, I mean, honestly, that's – uh, again, the, 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 to be at Citizen Bank Park, the, the parking lot's huge. The, uh, the, the whole setup, the city behind you, the stage, the, all the elements, what you get, uh, you know, you, you and a couple of your friends in the car, you get, you know, like it's a 17 by 17 area. They're spacing things out. You can feel safe and have a good time. We're all looking forward. By the way, is there a VIP car section behind the stage or how, <laughs> how do they handle that? <laughs> no, there's no VIP. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, people are like, how do I pay extra to hang out with you? I was like, uh, I don't want coronavirus either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I think, like, like the Rolls Royces are parked in the back. But it, whatever, listen, it's everyone's going to have a great time. And as Preston said, everyone is super psyched for it. Yep. And uh, tickets are going on sale in 30 minutes. 30, 30 minutes. minutes tickets go on sale. All right, Bert, good to talk to you. We will see you when you get in town, man. All right? I absolutely love you guys. You're like family to me. <laughs> Thank you so much. We I'll love you. you. Excellent. Uh, Bert Kreischer, guys. Yeah! Machine, our buddy, coming to town. And I, uh, in a little bit, not at this very moment, but I am going to give away some tickets. I will tell you when to call in, nice. but we will give away some for that show. So, like I said, they go on sale at 10 a.m. We got a couple of minutes. Can I bring up one or two things? Sure thing, Just, uh, you know, maybe some things I noticed or something Wait. along those lines. Or Yeah, sure. Why not? Really? 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 Yeah, yeah, I did. Well, yeah, I noticed. It's a late Friday edition of The Noticer. Caught us off guard, but that's what The Noticer does. <laughs> that's right. He's a loose cannon, a free spirit. He doesn't march to the beat of your drum. He marches to the beat of his own drum. That's right. Okay, so <laughs> I noticed... That uh, in these confusing times, people are concerned, especially if they're single, as to whether or not, what what their happiness level is. Uh-huh. Would they be happier with somebody else? All right, I have an observation in a second. Go. Okay. Michigan State University researchers. Michigan. At Michigan University researchers uh, looked at the relationship histories of over 7,000 people ages 18 to 60, and they found that lifelong singles... And those who had varied relationship histories were no less happy than those who were consistently married. So, if you are a single person and you think that your unhappiness is all about you being single, it may not necessarily be the case. So, that's I think that's good news. I was yeah. single for, um, so I didn't get married until my, my mid-30s. And... Um, yeah, I, I listen. I I was I was always happy. I'm I, I'm happy. I found Claire, but I, I you, you just have to know, you know, you, you 
it, once you place your happiness on someone else, you're heading for a downfall. So the the study co-author to put this in, to give this some perspective, uh, Mariah Pula, Pearl says that this suggests that those who have loved and lost are just as happy towards the end of life as those who never loved at all. So that it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. It holds true. Um, or it says they're they're just as happy as those who have never loved. There you go. So either way, you're it's good. all a bunch of crap. Yeah. <laughs> no, either way, either way, you're good. Uh, and Steve, to your point, like once you're happy with yourself, you're going to be more attractive to the opposite sex or yep. whatever yeah. sex you choose. Anyway, so um, at the beginning of not the beginning of the uh, the quarantine, but like throughout the pandemic, it was fairly common to see people breaking up because they've been spending so much time together that it, I, I should say it wasn't uncommon, right? The, they, well, divorce rates were rising. You're right. So, there they were, they were, they were, they were, there was certain strife issues in relationships yeah. that we were seeing on the rise. And they were, they were possibly forced to spend more time together than right. they anticipated and they learned things about their partners that maybe they no longer liked. That they crap in the bed. Yeah. yeah stuff like, like that. Amber Heard and Perfect Johnny example. Depp. Yeah. Um, Over the last um, two or three weeks, I've heard stories of people coming together. So um, so relationships are now starting, and I think part of the reason why they're starting now is that people are figuring out wh- what they value in life, and they're finding other people that value the same things. And so I've noticed three or four relationships that have seemed to be going really strong, and it's because of the pandemic. That have strengthened. Have Do you know yeah. anybody who's actually, and it has happened, where people have met yeah. During the pandemic, and and people have gotten together if they if they yeah. they're, they're doing their own quarantining or whatever, they're doing it the right way. Yeah, then uh, it has happened. Are you talking about? I'm sorry, I was I was reading through the next part of this. Uh, people that are spending more time together, finding it they're happier, or it's people who have well, met. People uh, just virtually. No, it's mostly it was people it was, just giving up, right? No, no, no. Initially, it was. Um, I, I think the pandemic caused a lot of breakups because they had spent so much time together, and so it wasn't uncommon to see a breakup because of the pandemic, right? But now that we've gotten used to what our life has been over the last few months, that over the last three or four weeks, relationships have started because people are finding out what they have in common with others. So these relationships are now. The, the pandemic is now creating relationships. Okay, but my question is: Are these people who have met virtually and so on virtually, and then okay. they're able to get together because they share the same values, right? Okay, so yeah, that's a that's another subject. There is a uh, a whole other study that says yes, people are indeed uh, doing that, and there's some also some tips to uh, how uh, what what you can expect on when you are meeting someone in person for the first time, yeah. even though you've started to forge a right. relationship that has been virtual in nature or has been vi- visually only. My guess is an immediate handy. Right, yeah, because he's just been chomping Let's get it. this out of the way. <laughs> yeah, let's go. We've been, we've been talking a good game for a while yeah. now. Drop trow and let's go. Yeah. Uh, my relationship with my wife and children, for that matter, has been um, different for the past few months in that uh, we've been living apart from each other. During the week, she's During down the at the, week, or yeah. she's down at the, uh, the she, shore, right? She's been down the shore. Basically, uh, she has been down there since uh, the kids were actually in school. When they were doing their online um, schooling, they went down there for a weekend, and the kids were like, "Can we just stay here?" You know, and it didn't matter because they were they yeah. were Zoom learning and all that. Better sort to of not stuff. disrupt them. Now, do you get along with her other husband? I, yeah, great, <laughs> yeah. he's great. Guy. He's a great he's guy. A good he's, man. he's a great guy. Tender lover, from what I hear, um, <laughs> from what I've seen. <laughs> no, I refuse Zoom. to watch. I refuse to watch. I'm You're not a cuck. No, okay. no, no, right, no. Ahead. But um, Beach Cuck. That's a new movie. Beach Cuck. Beach cuck. Bingo. <laughs> but go ahead. Uh, oh, I don't even know where to start. Uh, no, so um, it's it's been really interesting. I've been single for, you know, during the week. A lot of these, those dynamics do exist, too, where you've had people who, because of 
people who are working in the medical industry, for example, who are exposed to COVID, if they're at a hospital, have not been able to be with their families well, for a long time. So what's what's been interesting, and I noticed this yesterday, because listen, man, I, you know, I, was, I, I got home from work yesterday. I was a little bit um, run down. So I, I, I sat down on the couch for a little bit, and then at like 4 o'clock, I'm like, all right. I mean, I'm free to do, and usually, listen, my my relationship's not uh, my relationship's not very restrictive, but I'm free to come and go as I please right now, and it's really bizarre because it and was. Do you? It was yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and not in the sense. Yes, in you went both, for a high in, in, in all senses, Steve. I'm I'm free to come and go as I want. I'm gonna but build a fort. It was four o'clock, and I'm like, I'm I'm gonna, and I drove to Valley Forge. I went for a two-hour hike. And your responsibilities are only for yourself. At this yeah. Point. You don't have and to I, worry about your kids or getting dinner or soccer F- practice. F- all like, of those the house are, is yeah. clean. There's a couple yeah. of dishes in the sink. My bed doesn't get made. But, like, <laughs> but that's pretty much Wait, it. Dogs? Are the dogs down the shore, too? So one dog is down the shore. The other dog stays at home with my mother. And <laughs> that dog has basically abandoned me. Yeah. Fozzie <laughs> is now my mom's dog. Okay. Right? He'll come and hang out with me for a little bit. And then he looks at me. He's like, I'm just going to go downstairs. Well, because yeah. he's second favorite. He knows yeah. it. Not yeah. only that, I guarantee your mother is slipping him all sorts of treats. Oh, dude. My mom <laughs> cooks him his yeah, meals. Of course she does. Oh, we should have a conversation about this. I have okay. a friend. We'll do that. Yeah. We'll do that. Save it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I don't need to go into uh, you know the details about uh, the lavish lifestyle that Fozzie's living right now, but uh, but honestly, so you like don't I have to worry about him either. And yeah. and again, like I come and go as I please. But like when I'm with my wife and children, obviously it's like okay, I can't go for a three hour bike ride without going. All right, do do I have any responsibility uh, responsibilities here first? Right, right. How it's do weird. I shirk them? Yeah. But you, but here you, you've got the experience. Okay, all yeah. right. So uh, I'm single. From what, what, what are we taking away from this? That it's nice that he for lost the time a dog. Being? It's kind of nice. Yeah. No. Yeah. I listen. Rochelle would take the kids sometimes for three weeks at a time over the summer to go visit family because I couldn't leave for that length of time. I would stay here, and it was very liberating in sense in some sense did i miss them absolutely yes but a lot no not <laughs> not to that no but i uh i found time to do other things you know what like so chuck D'Amico down the hall and and is chuck any better of a husband or a father no. than, than any of us yes uh <laughs> much better much better much much more committed um, no, but there is, <laughs> there's no way he would be as content right. as any of us. He's, like, he's he, got, he, he's he got he an attachment. He has He's really good at that. You're more flippant and less caring, and that's what makes it really good. Yeah. No, no, no you're Chuck a, gets, Chuck you're gets, a great dad as well. Chuck gets uncomfortable when separated from his family. He's sad. Casey and I are like, woo, woo. <laughs> Oh, God, yes. I'm like, because honestly, I'm there with the, and the kids are bickering about, I'm like, go, go work it out. Just work it out. I don't care. There, until I have to care. And I'm like, you did not. There are did times in the house, in our house, it's just my wife and I, and, and, and where I at literally, you know, I'm, I have to go and look and see if the car, if her car is outside because you don't I'm, know she's don't there. Because right? <laughs> we, we get involved in certain things and sure. I got my, and she'll, is she home? Yeah. <laughs> And, but, really and then when we hang out, we love it. It's great. And it's whole but I, I do have that sense, and it's, and I and I need that. So um, it helps. <laughs> but wait, back to like the the Chuck thing. So I have a friend who says to me all the time. She's like, I know, I know you think I'm a bad mom, but I did take them to go do something today. She's like, you and all your activities, I can't take it. She's like, my kids get like one a month. They're good. <laughs> yeah, you're I a have- good mom too. <laughs> 
I have a friend who, it was early on in in her motherhood, but I believe she had at least two children at this point, but... Two that she knew of. Well, she, well, she, they were, yeah, she birthed them, so she was very well aware of of how many kids she had, Steve, but she was a stay-at-home mom, and so she had the kids all day, every day, but dude, when Friday came, and daddy came home from work for the week, she had her bags packed, and she left and went and stayed with her friends for the weekend. Like oh, she, yeah, I feel like you told us. This yeah, before. well, she was she was a younger mother. She was probably in her mid to late twenties or whatever, and she's like, "I'm done." You know, and that like, woman grew up to be Sandra Day O'Connor. <laughs> I did my job for the week, and she basically checked out. Yeah, uh-huh. and they were still married. All right. Well, it's it's a, it's a different angle to some extent on this, but you're but you're you're, you're the, the it does speak to the point of of being comfortable being by yourself and being single, and and that you you get your pleasure, you get your joy. Uh, you know, again, yeah, if, you're, if, you're, if you're comfortable and confident with yourself, right? I mean, I at some you, point, when, when I'm I, lost. When I, when I was kind of <laughs> lost and, yeah. and lonely, living alone in this lovely, lonely life. <laughs> um, legs. I, uh, I told you there was a song that gave me inspiration. It was from, of all bands, Ario Speedway. Yeah. But it, it's Keep called uh, Keep Pushing. Oh. And, uh, and the lyrics are, are uh, I used to be lonely till I learned about living alone. I found other things to keep my mind on. And it goes on and on about how if you if you concentrate on certain things, um, you cannot essentially distract yourself worrying about how alone you are. You know what I mean? It's, I agree a thousand percent. Extent. Not necessarily distract yourself, but but find uh, put your efforts elsewhere. And and if it's right, it's right. It'll come along. If you obsess on it, it can eat away at you. And this helped me concentrate on other things like work and friends. You know? Yeah. Well, so. listen, the saying goes, grass is always greener on the other side, and it's totally true. So you, you're, you have what you have, and you look at the, you know, what the other person has, and you're, like, and you're jealous. And then you get that, and you're like, oh, well, you know, I kind of liked it the other I way. I don't even like grass. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, by the way, uh, when it comes to happiness, whether someone is in a relationship or not is rarely the whole story, according to the uh, co-author of this study. People can certainly be unhappy in relationships, and single people derive enjoyment from all sorts of other parts of their lives, like their friendships, hobbies, and work. In retrospect, if the goal is to find happiness, it seems a little silly to, uh, silly that people put so much stock in being partnered. They're saying you can be single and be happy. In fact, I, in fact happy. I think it's mm. detrimental. If you do not learn how to be happy by yourself doing things that you that enhance your own quality of life, I don't think you're going to have a lot of luck if you, if you, again, derive all of your pleasure in life through someone else. It, it, that, to me, that's, the, that's a folly. When both people, are, people in a relationship are both happy and aware yeah. and self-confident, then you're going to have a great relationship. That's what I think. There's a good chance I'd be dead if I were still single. You know, uh, if, if I did not meet my wife and have children and all that sort of stuff, I don't. I don't be necessarily partying too hard. You yeah, mean probably? Okay. Well, you were a soldier of fortune prior well, to getting married. Right. <laughs> okay, uh, I did notice something else. You, wait a second, but I see something at the top of your page, Preston. Now, I, I put JSI, the Just Saying Institute, as, as a question mark. Well, what is it? I wasn't sure if Has I... Has the noticer noticed that we've shifted to the JSI? No. Kind of, well, what's going on? I noticed this study from the Just Saying Institute. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it's a little the bit of both. noticed something from the Just Saying Institute. <laughs> Scientists are... Situated over 200 acres in West Virginia, the Just Saying Institute provides all sorts of insignificant information for morning shows around the country. <laughs> These aren't for morning shows. Right? Anyway, uh, scientists... <laughs> are flocking to Florida's Gulf Coast for a glimpse of a mysterious 425-feet-deep 
blue hole in the ocean floor. I saw this. Yeah. This is cool and freaky. And and I got actually got this story off of Fark, and the submitter who did it uh, had it had basically said, okay, when are the kaiju surfing yeah, surfacing yeah, from this yeah, thing? It is. It's, uh, the, it's the, the Pacific Rim. So the glowing mystery hole about 155 feet below the water surface. So it's already 155 feet below, and then it goes 425 yep. feet down. Uh, is similar to the sinkholes seen in on solid land. Uh, the site has been dubbed the Green Banana. I it, I looked at this, the the um, diagram of the rendering of the hole. It looks nothing like a banana. I don't know why they call it the Green Banana. <laughs> well, a Green Banana is unripened. Maybe it has something to do with that. I don't know. Stupid. Uh, it has <laughs> been a hot topic for scientists and deep sea explorers who have. Been hoping for a glimpse of the phenomenon from afar. Surprisingly, the first reports of blue holes came from fishermen and recreational divers, not scientists or researchers. Do they think the glow is biochemical in nature? I don't know. I haven't seen anything about that. It wasn't in this article. Or is it close to some sort of um, volcanic uh, activity? Oh, no. Or are there just a whole bunch of light bulbs down there? In general, the holes appear to host diverse biological communities full of marine life, including corals, sponges, mollusks, sea turtles, and sharks. What about seahorses? <laughs> I love seahorses. I love them. What is this, seahorse captain? What is this, seahorse seashell party? Who must be... invite me? It must, be, it must be a seashell seahorse party. Why didn't I get invited, seahorse seahell? Seahell. Uh, and uh, scientists already have collected 17 water samples from the area surrounding the hole, along with four sediment samples. What is this, seahorse captain? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Remarkably, uh, they also discovered uh, two dead but intact small-toothed sawfish. What is seahorse seashell party? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) An endangered species at the bottom of the hole. Huh, so they were dead. Uh, yes. Good news, we found two dead ones. Uh, remains of one of the animals were recovered for examination. Next to a will. Isn't it amazing that we have better maps of the surface of the moon than we do of the oceans? It, it is astonishing. It's uh, you know, it's just this last uncharted but vast area that needs to be explored on this planet. But, pe- you know, this is a mystery. In this day and age, there are still mysteries on our planet. Yeah, we know oh, yeah. more about the seahorse. <laughs> Who didn't invite me? Why didn't I get invited, seahorse, sea hell? What is this? Get real. I'm in love with seahorses. That's a mystery. Scientists plan to embark on a new mission to a second deeper area of the hole in August. So that's coming up. There is one. I forget exactly where it is. It is. So it is not glowing, but it is a super deep sinkhole. You've seen it, Preston. They've they've um, on land. No, it's, oh, it's water. yes, okay. yeah, and it's in like a lagoon, and there's a point at which it's salt water, and then becomes um, fresh water, fresh water, oh, and, and then, then salt, salt water, water again. again. Mm. That's pretty wild. There was a thing. There used to be a, um, a documentary, and I don't know if you can still find it, but apparently, and this could be completely wrong, but I I thought what they were suggesting is that occasionally. Submarines will encounter seahorses. Submarines will encounter. I'm in love with them. They're so beautiful and cute. I'm in love with the seahorses. Will it occasionally encounter this sort of water level where, and they start, and it will cause the submarine to sink quicker. Oh, because the buoyancy is the different. buoyancy drops, okay. and they have to compensate for yeah, that. Yeah, because there's less saline right. in it. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know what that phenomenon is called. I'm very interested in that, though. Seahorses. Just like seahorses. <laughs> the f- unreal. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> Researchers are interested in studying the seawater chemistry in the holes for its seawater. unique qualities. They're like all the clocks. I love them. I love seahorses, and I love looking at them, and I love seashells. I love seashell things. And little bags. I love things with seashells and seahorses on them, like blankets <laughs> and towels and little bags. I love them. Seahorses forever. <laughs> like all the clocks? Seahorse clocks. Yeah. Oh, all right. uh, researchers don't know much about the blue holes, but scientists are hoping to learn if the holes are connected to Florida's groundwater or if there is groundwater intrusion into the Gulf of Mexico. And they're also looking to see if a particular blue hole is secreting nutrients or harbors microenvironments or new species of microbes. There are a tremendous amount of underground, you know this, uh, um, you know, but the sinkholes are connected. There are uh, water ways underground and they've divers have gone in and, and gone yeah. along for like two miles underground it's scary it, it you is. have to have some I'm, balls on you I'm to go scared. do it i'm yeah. scared of that too yeah all right anyhow that's all we have time for uh as far as the uh the noticer and uh the jsi we're done with them uh so we're gonna take a break though we're gonna come back and i do have some bizarre file studies that i've been saving for you so stay with us we're gonna be right back why do you ask? God smack. The killers. Green Day. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. We have yet another Daily Rush video that's out. What? Uh, yeah, Nick Murphy has another one uh, cranked out. And this one is called Jesus Invented the Roller Coaster. Mm-hmm. And don't, don't even remember that. It also says another little-known Steve facts. Huh. Uh, so you came up with that. And we now have the video that you can see at PrestonSteve.com. I'm, I'm sure it's true. Watch it now on our website. And it's sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club restaurant and bar. And listen, I also want to point out, everybody's been very good today. You've been very well behaved. Aww. And I, not you guys here in the studio. No, we've been talking, talking, talking oh. about our listeners. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and so I would like to give your chan- you your chances. Nobody's been super-duper snarky today or anything. Tickets to see Burt Kreischer. Because uh-huh. tickets are on sale right now. It's 10 yeah. o'clock exactly. So, caller number 22. You get a uh, a ticket, which is good for you and three other people, because you the, each ticket is good for one car and a maximum of four people per car to enjoy the show in the comfort of your own vehicle. 215-263-WMMR. Caller number 22. Sunday, August 16th is when this is going to be taking place. And it will be part of the live-in, drive-in concert series at Citizens Bank Park in the parking lot. So, let's get you on board, all right? Go to WMMR.com for the on-sale information, more drive-in concerts, and the do's and don'ts for that series. So, if you don't win right now, tickets are on sale now. You can go order them. Be good to go. We're going to do the Bizarre File while all that's going on. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, it's brought to you by HERS. You can pick up specially marked bags of HERS today for a chance to win $10,000 and take your summer to the next level. Full rules and details at summer.hers.com. HERS, forever good. 
A Long Island criminal defendant tried faking his own death to avoid a jail sentence, but the phony death certificate his lawyer submitted had a glaring spelling error that made it a dead giveaway of a fraud. Did they misspell death? (laughs) No, but they did misspell something stupid. Um, Robert Berger now faces up to four years in prison if convicted in the alleged scheme. That's in addition to pending sentences for earlier guilty pleas to charges of possession of a stolen Lexus and attempted grand larceny of a truck. Scheduled, he was scheduled to be sentenced a year ago in jail last October on the theft-related charges. He filed. He fled the state, and he took steps to convince his then-lawyer and prosecutors and the judge that he had killed himself, including allegedly using his fiance to pass along a bogus death certificate. Uh-huh. At first glance, the death certificate looked like a legit official document issued by the New Jersey Department of Health. But there was one problem. Registry was spelled <laughs> Reg-Citry. Reg-Citry. Yeah, instead of R-E-G-I-S-T-R-Y, it was R-E-G-S-I-T-R-Y. <laughs> uh-huh. And there were also inconsistencies in the font type and size that raised suspicions. The real New Jersey Department of Health confirmed that Burger's, Burge's death certificate was fake, and they found him alive, and he was arrested in suburban Philadelphia, (laughs) and now he's uh, got all kinds of issues that are going to come along with this. He was sentenced in January to up to a year in jail. Uh, Rangers at Yellowstone National Park had to kill a black bear after Ah. it had wandered into a campsite and bit a woman on the arm and head. Well, Uh, listen, it's attacking a human. You can understand that. Yeah, the woman... What? What did I do? Uh, the woman suffered bruises and minor abrasions from the bite. The bear also nipped at a child before eating the group's food. Uh, the park said rangers decided to kill the bear because of concerns over human safety, including that it had entered an occupied campsite. Uh, yeah, do I get a lawyer? Uh, bit a person and received a food reward after that behavior. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. you don't give it food after it attacks well, someone. They, they didn't give to it, but they he, yeah. So he he bit and oh, you like this? And then he went and yeah, exactly yeah. right. Oh, I see. Yeah, you're supporting this behavior with a reward. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the incident occurred at a backcountry campsite that was occupied by five backpackers, two of whom were children. The backpackers were sitting outside of their tents when an adult female black bear entered the campsite and walked up to a woman. Back, 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 back. <laughs> bit her on the right arm and head. Uh, the animal also nipped at the right hand of one of the children before walking over to the group's food and eating it. Uh, the food was under a storage pole, but had not yet been hung up. Uh, when rangers arrived on horseback, they found the bear still eating at the campsite, so they had to put her down, unfortunately. Uh, let's see how a U.K. couple have won a battle to name their son Lucifer. Lucifer. Revealing the hellish time they had trying to use the band name. Uh, Dan and Mandy Sheldon tried to register their four-month-old son's name at their local council office last week, which had reopened after being shut down due to coronavirus, but they were dismayed when a council official told them that they could not use the name with Mr. Sheldon lodging official complaint over the treatment. He said that the council employee had said their son wouldn't succeed in life with the name Lucifer, uh, the name given to the devil when he was an angel before his fall from grace. Uh, They said, we were really excited to go and get him registered, but the woman looked at us in utter disgust. She told us that he would never be able to get a job, and the teachers wouldn't want to teach him. I tried to explain that we are not religious people, and Lucifer in Greek means light bringer and mourning, but she wouldn't listen. Eventually, through gritted teeth, 
The official agreed to let them register their son's name as Luf- Lucifer. Uh, honestly, he said, we just thought it was a nice name, a unique one. We didn't expect to get so much grief about it. They were trying to help him a little bit because the immediate, when you hear Lucifer, the connotation is the devil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In response to Not their, the light bringer. their complaint, uh, country, uh, the Derbyshire Country Council apologized but said that it was the job of registrars to advise on the meaning of names. We do apologize. However, it is extraordinarily stupid. Could you name a, ch- a, a child Hitler or like Adolf? And no. like, could you? You, you, I, you, you know, in Sweden, to? they they have they have they have actually stopped parents from naming. They have a they have something Australia in place. too. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what the story is here in the United States. Yeah. Uh, a 19-year-old a died on Sunday. This is a cautionary tale for you. Uh, climbing Three-Fingered Jack is the name of it in the Cascade Mountain Range. Three-Fingered Jack is a popular hike for experienced and technical mountaineers. Uh, and the deputies have received a report of a hiker falling from the mountain on Sunday. Uh-huh. A witness said the hiker was climbing near the summit when rocks fell underneath, causing him to fall hundreds of feet. Uh, the mountain is known to have poor rock quality and steep cliffs near the summit. Todd Edelman, who's only 19, was found dead at the bottom of the cliff, approximately 7,300 feet in elevation. Uh, officials said responders worked all night to retrieve his body. So, listen, if it's if it's deemed expert uh, or you know, listen, uh, experienced, listen you're to not, what they're saying. Don't yeah. do it, man. It's it's not worth it. One last story. Uh, let's see. We need to end on something good before we head into the weekend. Nothing to. I've, I have a bunch of downer stories that I've, I keep tons of stories. Yeah, and you try you try to balance it, but then sometimes you end up with a whole bunch of sad ones. Yeah, yeah. Can you take a story that's horrible and make it happy by lying? Um. <laughs> well, this one's not horrible. It's just kind of messed up. How about this? Uh, in Denver, Doctor Michelle Barron uh, received an unusual call last month, and it was for. Trench fever. Trench fever. A rare condition transmitted by body lice that plagued soldiers during World War One. Wow. Yes. Uh, Baron, who said she... I had three testicles. <laughs> it gives you three testicles. Oh, my God. Uh, who said she'd never before seen a case in her 20 years here, contacted state public health officials who issued an advisory and said a fourth person with a suspected case had been identified. They asked physicians to be on the lookout for additional cases. Trench fever is characterized by relapsing fever, bone pain, particularly in the shins, headache, nausea, vomiting, and malaise. And some of those infected can develop skin lesions or a life-threatening infection of the heart valves. The condition is caused by the bacterium Bartonella quintana, a close relative of the bug that causes cat scratch fever. So, So trench fever and cat scratch fever are related. They're connected, yes. Uh, colonies of it live in the digestive system of body lice and are excreted in their feces. The bugs can enter the body through a scratch in the skin or through the eyes or nose. Dried lice feces can be uh, infectious for up to 12 months, by the way. But it's trench fever, and it's from World War One, And they're seeing it surface in Denver. It's pretty wild, yeah. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. We're going to break. We're going to come back. We have a chance for you to win even more this morning. We have a lesson question from today's program. We'll also uh, find out about the trash and the music news when we return. So make sure that you stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Now. 
Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We do have today's lesson question and a prize associated with it. The question or the prize is a digital download of Caddyshack. And the question I think we're going to go with this morning is courtesy of our friend Bert Kreischer, who was on. <laughs> when he's watching porn, what kind of glasses does Bert like to wear? 215 263 WMMR. He mentioned it in a, in a little conversation about porn. Uh, what kind of glasses does Bert wear? When he's watching porn. 215-263-WMMR. Call now. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Godshaw's. All the bacon taste, 80% less fat. The hometown favorite. Godshaw's Real Wood Smoked Turkey Bacon. From their family of owners to yours. Available at Acme, ShopRite, Wegmans, Redner's, Walmart, and Sam's Club. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Gwyneth Paltrow revealing in a recent interview that a famous person's wife taught her how to perform oral sex years ago. Paltrow says since then she's been completely mastered the super deep, no gag, hidden finger technique that Barbara Bush taught her. No. Wow. <laughs> Last minute, President uh, candidate, presidential candidate Kanye West. You know he's been suffering a couple of mental episodes. Well, yesterday he announced his pick for vice president. West says he thought long and hard about this election and ultimately went with Smurfette. Oh, Durka, Durka, Durka. And finally, Brian Austin Green, an Australian model. Her name is Tina Louise. They had a short-lived romance. It's over. Louise admits she eventually could not deal with the thought that she was periodically tasting Courtney Stodden. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see if we know the answer to this question. When he's watching porn, what kind of glasses... Does Burt Kreischer like to wear? 215-263-WMMR is the number. And let's hang on a second here. See if we can get somebody on the line. I will. I'll go to uh, Ryan Ryan for the answer. Sorry about that. Hey, Ryan, good morning. Good morning. All right, Ryan, uh, when he's watching porn, what kind of glasses does Burt Kreischer wear? It should be beer goggles, but I'm going to go with bifocals. Yeah. It's not exactly what he said. No. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. Sorry, man. Oh, no, nope. there's another answer we're looking for. All right, let me go to let me go to Mike J, who's on the line. Mike J, good morning. Hi, sorry you guys bother each other at work. <laughs> now, what we do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. all right, when he's watching porn, what kind of glasses did Bert say he wears? Readers. Readers. Yeah. Yeah. Which can be bifocals, but yeah, he said readers. So Mike, hang on the line. We're gonna get your information. We're gonna give you a digital download of Caddyshack, the golf comedy classic starring Chevy Chase, Rodney Dangerfield, Bill Murray, and that pesky gopher celebrates its 40th anniversary this month. And you can own the Blu-ray and digital movie right now. So hang on. We'll get you info, and we're going to do this. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, we're going to start with this. Motley Cruz, the stadium tour may be pushed back to 2021 due to the coronavirus pandemic. But Tommy Lee admitted that he's concerned that things may not return to normal during his lifetime. Uh, he tells the magazine, I want to be sitting behind my effing drums in a stadium with effing 60,000 people going effing ape s because they can again. That, to me, that is priceless. You can't buy that. You can't effing rent it. You can't effing. You can't do any of it, but be it. Yeah, he's exactly uh, right. It might be something. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> he's, yes. he's effing right. He said that uh, that 
That it might be something that I will personally never experience again in my lifetime ever, and you may not either. You know what I'm saying? I mean, no. that's depressing. Don't say, don't say that. No. Well, he he's he's wrong, but yet he is a the one of the world's leading virologists. So uh, we don't know. No, I don't think that's what he's saying. I'm saying if it drags on and on, and things continue to be canceled, then it may become too much. Uh, logistical work for them. They haven't toured. Maybe in a he long stops. Time. Yeah, maybe they, maybe he says enough. They might just bail on it. And, maybe he uh, becomes a Shakespearean actor, or, or he might die. He might he, die. He could Who die. Knows? Not necessarily from COVID. He just his time might come. You never know. So Lee's third solo album, Andro, will be released on October sixteenth. By the way, uh, Jimmy Page explained that there is little to no chance of Led Zeppelin ever hitting the road again. Really? Are we talking about this again? Uh, I'm so sick of this. Yeah, it's just it's never going to happen. And uh, but he said, you know, they they he talked about the fact they it's got like together being on effing stage, man, being in front of effing people, effing playing and effing loving things all the time. Know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying? Uh, they played at London's O2 Arena in 2007. It was a one-off concert. He said, since then the world is yet to stop uh, clamoring for the long dormant band to uh, take the show on the road. Well, they bring it up all the time. Recently, he said he had explained, he was asked about it, though. At the time of the O2, we thought, myself, John Paul Jones, and Jason, that uh, there was going to, they were, that they were going to do it. Uh, it was said that we were going to, uh, there were going to be some more dates. It would have been really good to have done that after the O2 because we had put a lot of work into it. And we were really ready. But, but it was Robert Plant didn't want to do it, right? It didn't come off. I believe so. He but said, you know what? In, in the long run, we, uh, honestly, we don't need them. We have Nickelback. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, he said it's it's it seems really unlikely there would ever be a tour in the future, unlike the Rolling Stones. They do sort of know that the fans love that. Also, I know that with Led Zeppelin fans, too. Uh, but it doesn't look as though there's anything in the future. And unfortunately, we're talking about... A concert that was a gi- that was gigantic at the time, but that was 2007. Time passes, you know. But they all still get along, right? Uh, all of them, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I, don't I, know. I you know Robert Plant can be um, yeah a pain in the ass. Yep, exactly. And uh, I I think though there might come a time where they to get so um, you know long in the tooth where and matter. I, I mean they're they're wealthy many times over. Yeah. Money is the deciding factor. So, so that's the part that bothers me a little bit, and, and maybe talk me off the ledge here because right. you talk about their wealth, uh, you know, a thousand times over, whatever. That wealth does not exist. If they don't have fans, and why not do something for the fans, you know, who put you there to begin with? I'll tell you why. Because it's a lot of work. Probably yeah. it's a lot of work. They are a lot older. Sure, and it's they're incontinent. It's probably and they're feeble-minded. Well, no, it's probably not that important to them anymore. And, I, no. and to be honest, I don't think Robert's heart is in Led no. Zeppelin music anymore. He likes country. He likes doing that type of thing. He just likes playing music that he likes. And that phase of his life is over with. And I, I just don't think it's a big deal. So, yeah. you know, so he's he's moved on. Do you know what, though? It, it, it will remain always part of the discussion because of this. Yeah. They, they they almost benefit from keeping it going from not doing anything yeah. because if they do join together and it sucks well that'll put the final you know Nail period on, on it yeah uh, the live stream performances continue this time with Stone Temple Pilots and its lead singer Jeff Good on Friday uh, the thirty first so a week from today uh, at eight o'clock the band will perform their nineteen ninety two album Core uh, the pay per view performance costs nine dollars ninety nine cents it'll air via live music. Curator Nugs T dot TV Nugs Nugs TV yeah 
Wow. Sounds like a seahorse captain. Yeah. <laughs> Seahorses forever. Uh, the Stone Temple Pilots have also released a pair of concert recordings, one featuring original frontman uh, Scott Weiland. And uh, the performances were recorded in 2011 in Hampton Beach, New Hampshire, and the O2 Forum in London in 2019. As they start to cycle through stuff and release things, how soon before they just release their outgoing cell phone messages? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, we used to call uh, pot nugs. Do you ever call that? Yeah. Nugs? I've heard that. I didn't call it that, but yeah, I've heard that term yeah, before. smoke yeah. some nugs this weekend. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like brick dirt weed. It, was, it had to be tasty nugs. For me, it was always chicken nuggets. <laughs> I like both. Yeah, mm-hmm. brick dirt. No, no, nuggets and nugs. Gonna eat some okay. chicken nuggets this week. Gonna go some nugs. Sometimes yeah. when you smoke nugs, then you want nuggets. Yeah. By the way, we called we called that dish weed. Dish, yeah, yeah, the crappy stuff. <laughs> yeah, dirt weed. Yeah, I, all I got is a bag of dirt, man. People even smoke that anymore. <laughs> Bad mm. weed. Yeah, not that I know of. Okay, cool. I, th- I think you can only get good stuff now. Uh, now you get like a thousand times the potency of every. Oh my you know, God. I, it's mm-hmm. it's. Uh, I know people who uh, s- smoked years ago and have started to dabble in what is available now through the dispensaries, and their heads lift off their shoulders. That's why Pierre doesn't touch this yeah. stuff anymore, because he he had had a current variety several he years ago. He killed a man. And, yeah. and he killed a man. He, he was so high. With his bare hands. Yeah, he strangled him to death and then drank his blood. Yeah. So uh, I went to this a, isn't for me. I don't. I'm a little. This is off putting. I went to a, a fish concert last year, and oh this dear. guy had a. Oh dear. He had a blunt that cost fifty bucks. It, the blunt itself is fifty bucks, and it was um, it was blunt that was like dipped in oil and then wrapped in keef. Yeah, you they know, call it Emily I don't know blunt. What keef is. You know what keef is? No. Uh-uh. All right, so if you ever look at like... Uh, is, that a fe- is that a vaginal fart? It is. That's, that's a queef. queef. Oh, that is oh, a queef. Sorry. Like a Keef Richards? Is no. that what the reference is? And, and mind you, you know, I'm clean for yeah, eight, yeah. eight yeah. plus years. This wasn't you smoking. This is not no. me smoking no. and I'm not condoning this is, it. Or this um, is Pierre that did this. But no, so keef, if you look at like uh, Good Buds, you know that like crystal on the um, yes. on top of the, the, the leaves or whatever? Yeah. That's keef. Okay. So just Keith? That's basically just Boy, that's C-H-C. Somebody spent a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, how high do you need to get? You know? That Real high. high. <laughs> well, again, take Pierre's cautionary tale of murder. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, I mean, honestly, okay. uh, you uh, people, and you know, you must know people have said, God, oh my God, it's far too bad. I don't remember Keith, but I remember picking the hairs. Yeah. The purple hairs. <laughs> or was... red, depending on what you got, and trying to get a whole thing of, and that was tedious work. It's like, you know. They go through to, to make saffron. They have to do the, the, these really tedious picking of these little bitty things. That's there you Think go. Think about that, 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 that time in your life, and now you have to make sure the pills are in the right day. <laughs> oh, I have that. I got my cholesterol meds. <laughs> oh, my God. My probiotics. Lipitor, my <laughs> pod liver oil. Um, so if you've ever used. Instead of you know, the razor and cutting the things and shearing it off the weed, it's like, oh, my God, I put the Lipitor in the wrong day. That's you ever used funny. a coffee bean grinder to grind up your uh, no. stuff to make brownies and stuff? Okay. No, never so did. We, uh, so if you do that, like, the keef ends up all in the top of the uh, the Ooh. lid. Okay. Mm. All right. Uh, back if you're to, using it for medicinal uh, this purposes. This has been Keith chat. It has yeah. been drug news. Now back to music news. <laughs> Motorhead will mark the 40th anniversary of the 1980 album Ace of Spades by releasing a special deluxe collector's box set and other items. And two different super deluxe box sets are being offered. A two CD and book and three LP <laughs> And book edition. 
And each will be available on October 30th. Boy, that's a wild list. And yeah. book and paper. Yeah. Uh, depending on the box that you choose, other special collector's items include, included in the packaging are shot glasses, playing cards, uh, the Ace Up Your Sleeve pro, uh, tour program, and the Motorhead Rock Commando comic. So when you have this stuff... Do you actually use it? Do you put the shot glasses out, or you just just keep it in its collector case? Some people do one or the other. So I, my, you know, my friend Dwayne bought that the Gene Simmons, the Kiss. Yeah, the safe. safe. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, does he do anything with it? Not that I know of. Okay. I mean, he loves it. It, it. it makes him incredibly happy. But I mean, you know, it's not like wise investments like Batman statues. <laughs> right. I was going to say, do you ever? You ever like set them? You know, I can't. You can't. Obviously, you're talking about using things like uh, shot glasses and so on. But will you sit when you're Batman next to you and watch a movie or something like I, that? I do. I do. Okay. They have to Good. know that. They, so he knows that I'm watching. Good. One last thing, and we talked about this earlier, and it is the 40th anniversary of an amazing album, ACDC's "Back in Black." So tomorrow, 40 years ago, tomorrow is when wow. that took place. Uh, the first time out without Bon Scott, he had died, obviously, and Brian Johnson is the guy who took over. One of those rare occasions where they surpassed, were already on a successful track, uh, and then they went way beyond and created one of the most successful rock albums of all time. Um, and it was 40 years ago, so we are celebrating that here on MMR this weekend. And it is the MMR Artist Weekend with ACDC, and it's the Saturday Night Concert Series as well. So uh, you're going to be able to hear tracks from ACDC. Uh, let me see here. i got to read this specifically. Otherwise, because I'm a little confused by this thing. I was like, uh, you got your readers oh, on? No, I don't have my readers on. <laughs> Blocks every hour honoring the Landmark album and tracks from Bon Scott and Brian Johnson eras. But then on Saturday night, uh, the official uh, event is taking place and it will be an hour of ACDC live commercial free. Pretty sweet deal. So that starts at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. And every Saturday night, there's a different band each week. All summer, the best rock concerts from around the globe and right here in Philly. But we're going to celebrate Back in Black this weekend. And it's brought to you by Acme Markets, Fisher Supermarket, The Preston, and Steve Show. I think I'm going to watch that by, behind the music. It's one of my favorite behind the music. So I, I love that series. But yeah. the ACDC one is, uh, it's a, they're, they're so loyal. And uh, you know the the fraternal sense in that band is so amazing, and uh, it's it's a really great story. Yep. Is it pouring out right now? Uh, I, I can't tell the stupid tint on the windows. I yes, think, it, is. it is. There is yeah. rain dripping down the windows. Yes, exactly. Okay. Cool. Like tears from God. <laughs> we good on that? It, yeah, we good. There's okay. Rain dripping down the windows. All right, and <laughs> that's all I have in music news for you. We're going to take a break, and when we get back, we're going to wrap this whole thing up. Bill Weston has been standing in the corner quietly this entire time. <laughs> we'll see if he's okay. Uh, but we'll check in with Pierre, and we'll give you the Word of the Week prize. Stay with us. Everything that rocks includes cool MMR swag you can wear. Available now in the MMR Rock Shop. Like t-shirts, hoodies, and tank tops. With designs from retro MMR logos to the latest from the Preston and Steve Show branded hats and tops. For guys and gals, all with the MMR attitude you expect. Plus a few things to keep your pie hole happy, like coffee mugs and masks. Search the word shop at WMMR.com and get shopping. Stuff for you, gifts for them. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. Today's Friday. No sad, bro. We're uh, happy that uh, 
You have chose to join us this morning. We may reward that in a moment because we have our Word of the Week prize to give away here shortly. We are going to say thank you to our good friend Bert Kreischer for yeah. being on the program today. Bertie boy Woo! is coming to town, and he will be here August 16th. He's going to be in the parking lot of the uh, Citizens Bank Park. And it is part of the Live Nation Live and Drive-In, and it's a series of, of concerts and shows, and Bert is he's been doing the scene knows how to pull it off he's got it down to a science and i thought it's a cool concept after the performance he rides around in the back of a golf cart and safely social distances a meet and greet yep it's pretty cool man so bert was uh, good to talk to him he's excited about it tickets went on sale about 48 minutes ago so hopefully you're going to get yours, and it's one ticket per car, four people per car. So that's how that whole thing works out. If you want to know the do's and don'ts of the live and drive-in, you can just check out WMMR.com because the info is right there. Pierre Robert is here this morning, and we're going to get a letter from him in just a moment and give away that prize. How you doing, man? Uh, great. Great. Excellent. Um, uh, I had asked you, though, not to talk about the pot murder. Oh, man. Sorry about that. Um, I forgot that conversation yeah, we had. I, I apologize. Because um, the, the statute of limitations did <laughs> not yet run out. Uh-huh. Okay. Listen, you regret every aspect of it. I mean, you were so you were so gone, you know, when you boiled the guy's head. It was yeah. not. Um, that was not. And that's I'm a not vegetarian. you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So and that's what it, makes it. Everyone knows you wouldn't eat that meat. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it was just. It was a perfect alibi, really, when you think about it. Well, True. it is. I Thank you. Yeah. Counselor. <laughs> <laughs> it is true, rest- though, that, that people I know who, have, who who used to dabble years ago who have tried newer stuff uh, say, oh, my God. Well, I mean, this this happened to me because I, I back in, you know, long time ago, uh, was I was quite a regular, shall we say. <laughs> and then listeners occasionally give me, uh, I'll shake a hand oh, yeah. back in the days when you could shake a hand and you'd come out and, oh, there's a joint there. Yeah. And so, you know, I'd stash it away. And then I was at this party and someone said, I wish I had a joint. And I go, my God, I've got that in my wallet or whatever. And I, and then we went and smoked it and then Seahorses forever. <laughs> I didn't even see horses. Um, I mean, uh, within an hour I was on the floor and I Face down on the floor, and I couldn't move. Wow! And they, they I, I didn't even know the place we were at. And the guy goes, "Dude, you got to leave." And I'm going, <laughs> and and he goes, "You've got to leave." And I couldn't talk, and I I was just like melding into the carpet and going, just "Please leave me alone." I couldn't even get that out. And he's going, and then his friend goes, "Well, we better call an ambulance." <laughs> and somehow I was able to uh, exit, it, but it wasn't pretty. Yeah, and you don't want to lose control like that. Remember that, Kathy? <laughs> yes, honey. Yeah. That was a scary time. You came and picked me up <laughs> like you always do. Anyway, that's how it went. He's cleaned himself up, though, yes. folks. All that Hell behind. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Hell yeah. Virtue. Uh, let's do the letter, my man. Ready? Okay. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. E as in Ethel. All right, and we'll take caller number 9 at 215-263-WMMR, who knows the word of the week, to give us that word, and uh, then we got this prize that I think you'll be happy about. Uh, so get on it now, 215-263-WMMR. That is the number. Give us a call. 
Um, how are you doing otherwise today, man? You set for a great radio program? I am. Cool. And um, I wanted to plug this thing that's happening with uh, these unemployed events industry people. So this is oh, great. Uh, local concert staff. This is uh, anyone who works conventions, um, you know, all these kinds of different things that people are involved in that have all been out of work. Yeah. They're having a little rally at City Hall at 1130 this morning. Uh, they're calling themselves the events industry, and apparently it's it's a nationwide group. And you can get more event or more interest or more information, excuse me, at liveeventscoalition.com. But at 1130, they're going to meet on the north side of City Hall. And uh, just a, a short like program from 12 to 1230. And the Geeter is going to host it. Jerry Blavitt will be down there. And then they'll make one uh, march around City Hall. And it's just uh, because so many of those folks have been so hurt, they're just trying to bring attention to um, what's going on and get, hopefully get a little help from Congress. Something. Uh, they, they've yeah. been decimated. I mean, it, you know, and you think of concerts, but it's not just concerts. It's, you know, it's the ticket takers. It's the people selling beer and, you know, pretzels at the concerts. It's the You're janitorial right. staff. It's, you know, there's all these uh, tentacles of an event, and it, it's not just concerts. I mean, it could be sports events. It could be conventions or, you know, business gatherings. And so they've all been put out of work, and um, it, it's been a rough go for those folks and may be continuing to be a rough go. So It's 1130 um, today? Yeah, it's 1130 today, and com has got information, and anyone is welcome to go and just, uh, you know, throw support in for those uh, really great men and women. There's a good friend at the station, a guy who's become a good friend friend of uh, ours, my, my wife and I, DJ Perry, who is just the, the nicest guy, charitable, donates all sorts of stuff, kind of does a lot of the, the DJing over at the Wells Fargo and other events. All that came to a screeching halt. And he's like, you know, well, what's going on? And, and, and people left it between, you know, rock and a hard place in very desperate situations. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, think if you go to a, a theater that for, you know, a Broadway production kind of thing, the ushers. You know, the yeah. the security folks, uh, you know, the the people who, uh, you know, bring you into the parking lots, all these different levels of people who've been out of work as a result of no events. So it's it's an acknowledgement of them. Yep. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, now, what else I've got on the program uh, because of our big ACDC weekend, got a workforce block of ACDC. And then uh, because of uh, the fact that there are no concerts except for our live in drive in concert, uh, which has just gone on sale, as you mentioned, with Bert and with the Struts and with members of Shinedown. Uh, we're going to do a big block of Struts and Shinedown material and um, welcome everybody. And you guys had one carload, I think, to give away, did you not? Yeah, we gave it away. And I have one carload to give away ah, as well. Excellent. Um, and apparently these are not going to be, we're not going to have many of these. Okay. Uh, yeah, so. because there's not as many parking spaces as there are seats. And there are four people to get fitted, but less tickets, yes. meaning, you know, you have four person per car right. limit. As right. you would expect. Yeah. So um, we're not going to have many, if any, more of these to give away, Eric tells me, our promotion uh, director. So uh, I will have one carload to give away during that block. I'll have another Grateful Dead Working Man's digital download to give away and uh, get to that new Stone song. And I think we're going to try to get a block of Pink Floyd in, too. So it should be an action-packed program. Love it. All right. We're going to go to the phones and see if we can get the Word of the Week prize out of this guy. I'm going to go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, what's up? Yeah, Bob, we are looking for the word of the week. What is it? Vibe. V-I-B-E. 
Gabba Gabba Hey! Yes! That, is, that means you win, Mike. Excellent. All right, congratulations. We're going to set you up with a pair of Ron Jaworski golf passports, and each passport entitles you to eight total rounds of golf, so 16 altogether, wow. and that's one at each of his six locations, a seventh bonus round locally, and the eighth round at Honey Run in York, PA, Summer Street. So congratulations to you, Mike. Thank you much, man. You guys rock. Thanks, buddy. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. Take care of you, and don't forget that... Um, the Ron Jaworski Golf Passport is the MMR big friggin' deal this week. So you can get that now at WMMR.com. The keyword is deal. Now, supplies are limited. This deal runs out. It sells very quickly. It's eight rounds of golf for just $89. That's a lot. Shipping included. So uh, make sure you go check out the big friggin' deal. want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show has been brought to you today by HERS, the official snack food of summer. Also by Godshall's Real Wood Smoked Turkey Bacon. And by Hyundai City Park Shop, the summer drive sales event for sizzling, sizzling hot discounts. Sizzling. Uh, only at HyundaiCity.com. Uh, next week on the program, we have some guests that will be joining us. Al Roker will be one ah. of them. Jerry O'Connell will be one of them. Excellent. And Steve O will be on the program, too. That's a good roster. I like it. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week, gang. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. hate you. Live. Everybody got to go on all these cool f-ing gondola rides. I never got to go on a gondola. Only time I ever got to go anywhere near close to a gondola was when I had gondola Rhea. Next message. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. What day is it, Mike? What day is it, Mike? Mike. Anything? No. It's no sad, bro. Friday. Next message. This is for Marissa. La-di-da-di-da. Ah, road work. The Breston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.